Ahoy, motherfuckers. Welcome to Hindsight. I'm Derek. As always, I'm joined by Brandon. And today we are joined by the homie Jeff from the Jeff vs. the World podcast. Jeff, how are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Hello, everybody. Now, they should know you by now. And if they don't, I'm going to tell y'all, y'all should get on board because not only is he putting out great movie podcast episodes, but he's also putting out excellent wrestling retrospectives. And uh, he just did a full season review of Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, But Jeff, do you want to tell him something about your show real quick? Uh, Sure. Yeah. You know. I'm Jeff from Jeff versus the world. I pretty much uh, have a podcast where I do different things. The different things are movies, TV, and wrestling. I strictly what we do. Uh, I do one uh, the movies and TV with my man Shahid, and I do the wrestling with my man Manny. And um, basically, we just choose a movie for the uh, hood classics, a movie that we feel like we want to watch, and then we just review it. And as far as wrestling goes, that's been kind of sporadic, just because. It's so much wrestling. There's so many podcasts out there as far as wrestling. <laughs> you don't need us. We just do it when we feel like we want to do it. So that's the beauty uh, of it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not really no rhyme or reason to it. Like we may do one again this month. And we're not, yeah, we probably will because we're going to do a um trying to figure out an older backlash. We're going to take a look at uh and review it and see how it holds oh. up now in 2021. Oh man, that was a backlash that I saw back in like because I'm not the wrestling fan that I was, I'm not the wrestling fan now that I was when I was 18, 19. I was a huge wrestling fan up until like a year ago when we cut the cord. But before we cut the cord, I was watching AEW like every week I was watching. uh, We had uh, WWE Network. So I was watching all of the pay-per-views and NXT and the whole nine yards, but then we cut the cord and now it's really hard to get AEW because the TNT's app, it's fucking stupid. Um, and I don't like Peacock. I have Peacock for the wrestling network, but I don't like the way they have it set up so far. I think it's really janky. It um, is. But in 98, I remember, was that the backlash where was that rock bottom? Was that rock bottom? Where the backlash was after uh, no backlash ninety eight was after Stone Cold first won the belt. Okay, I was thinking that backlash there there must have been one while I was in college, so it might have been either ninety eight or ninety nine because I wasn't in college that long. Fuck college. Um, where I thought it was the one where mankind was the champion and the Rock aligned with Vince McMahon. To fuck mankind over. That was Survivor Series. Was that Survivor Series? Yeah. I thought it was either Backlash or King of the Ring. Yeah, that was Survivor Series '99. Yeah. That was the one that actually had a tournament, I believe. That, that was a great, great, great episode. Like that was when wrestling was just on fire in my heart. Like that was back when you had to go to like a um a bar. <laughs> I had to go to. What was that? It was some nasty barbecue joint. I didn't even want to eat their food. I just wanted to sit there and watch. Yeah, King around that time, around that time, I think we was always going to Hooters <laughs> just to watch I can it. See that? Yeah, just to go watch it for free. I'll just take, I'll just take water. I already bought the chicken. Now I'll just take water for the next two hours. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Don't ask me no more questions. Two hours, motherfucker. Um, but I went through the WWE Network and I was looking for stuff because I was trying to show my son. We watched the documentary because of um. Hell in a Cell, you know, yeah. the the Hell in a Cell with Mankind and Undertaker. I have a DVD 
of mankind's greatest hits. Um, and so he was like, that's dope. And so we watched the documentary and I was trying to find the first uh, TLC match between with, with Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys versus the Dudley Boys versus another group. Is that SummerSlam? Yep. SummerSlam 99. I couldn't find it. I mean, it. SummerSlam 2000, I'm sorry. I went searching for it and I could not find it on Peacock. And they, you know, they have the thing where they have the greatest, like wrestlers' greatest hits or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And I went through there and they had Edge. So I was like, okay, for Edge, they're definitely going to have this match. Nope. Yeah. Whoever's, whoever's doing the Peacock thing as far as the wrestling side is really doing a, I, I don't blame them because I don't even know if they're even involved in wrestling. So it's mm-hmm. hard to say. You would hope they know something about wrestling, but it's just, yeah, like it's just janky. And stuff is everywhere. Hopefully they have it situated by uh, the summer. So supposedly yeah. that's where they're supposed to have it. But I watched WrestleMania. You know, I got it simply for WrestleMania. So my son and I could watch it two days, Kid Awesome and I. And I cried when uh, Bianca and Sasha went head up in the, in the, uh, in the, when they headlined. That was dope. Yeah, it was dope. Um, like big boohoo tears too. Like I don't even know why I was crying. I, I I knew this shit was gonna happen, but still, it was a moment. Um, but by and large, I get fed the majority of my wrestling from listening to wrestling podcasts. So yeah, I appreciate when you pop up with I'm not my name's not Dave. <laughs> um, but yeah, they hate that nigga on Twitter. <laughs> Yo, I saw somebody put like, what did I forgot? It was a woman who put it. She put, do we really even need Jim Cornette and Dave Meltzer anymore? And I mean, she wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong in what she's saying because they seem so in their whole stance uh, about wrestling and the way they see things. While I think Dave is a little more, uh, well, it's hard. Never mind. I ain't gonna say that, but. I think he's a lot more up to date than Cornette. <laughs> right. He's a lot more. He, he's a lot more willing to accept certain things that Cornette won't accept. Cornette and Cornette's problematic. But Dave Meltzer's problematic mm. with some of the things he say, too. So, yeah, both of them can get it. Both of them. Yeah. The problem with Cornette is that he clearly is smart about wrestling. He's just an old fucking crotchety white man. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, for the for years of. Before uh, Kevin Owens got to WWE, that was the biggest thing he would say about him. Like, he's smart. He knows wrestling, but we couldn't get along in Ring On. We just could not get along with each other. So, yeah. Yeah. It came to, I, I realized a couple weeks ago, and I hit, I hit you up on Twitter about it, Jeff, because you were talking about uh, title reigns. And I was like, yeah, don't forget about Kevin Owens' title reign at NXT. That's when I realized how much I appreciate Kevin Owens as a wrestler. And his match against Sami Zayn in, in uh, WrestleMania was another one that stood out to me. Oh, that was really good. Hey, they I wrestled I, like 8,000 times. Yeah, yes. so this is like, it's like wrestling yourself now at this point. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't I, I, I wasn't trying to be argumentative about it. Like, oh, no, I was not like, at all. No, I was like, no. I was like that's cool because it's, it's stupid to argue about it. Because like I, just, I just posted, I just saw some nonsense. Wrestling is subjective. Dude, I have been through I have been through the absolute worst of Twitter beefs over the stupidest of things. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Talking about wrestling? No, your opinion's your opinion. What about Kevin Owens? Uh, crickets. Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's just like 
if that's somebody with somebody to feel, respect it and move on. Like, exactly. Everybody's not going to see things like you. Nah, never. Which is which brings us perfectly back around to the movie we watched this week. <laughs> 1993's The Program, starring Omar Epps, a completely average version of Halle Berry. Should we talk about that now or later? Below average. Way below average. Like, this was a horrible job by Halle Berry. I was very put out. Okay. Hold on. First, we were live this whole time? Yes. <laughs> no okay. I, one question. Does anybody have in front of them her filmography before pro, the program? I just want to see where she was at. I can bring it up. Hold on one second. So... Halle Berry, such a wonderful oh, actress. She was a boomerang before this. She was, so boomerang had came out. Yeah, boomerang came out before this. Boomerang so. came out in 91, so, or 92. So here's how it worked before the program. Before the program, this nigga was banging shit out. That's what pissing me off. In 1991, she did Jungle Fever. In 1991, she also did Strictly Business and The Last Boy Scout. That's three bops right there. Those aren't good movies. Jungle Fever, Jungle where she Fever played is, the crackhead. Jungle Fever is not a good movie. But she played, I'm not talking about if it's a good movie. I'm talking about I'm, her roles in those oh, movies. At that role. time, at that time, you know, in that time in, in the black community, that was the movie to <laughs> go see. So, and, yeah, I, I mean, she was still, yeah, it was a banger then. And I mean, strictly business, we're going to talk about that somewhere down the line, because I really <laughs> did enjoy that movie for 91. I thought it was great. That was Tommy Davidson, right? And yes. her and somebody else. Yeah, that was a good comedy. The Did Last you, Boy Scout. Yeah. When the last time you seen Strictly a Business? Oh, not in a while. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, there's that, another movie. I gotta wait. Can't wait to hear. There's another movie that I haven't seen in a while that I'm scared to see, and I've actually forgotten what it was called. But I'm gonna look up his name and I'm gonna find it. Starring T.C. Carson, where that nigga is a news anchor that turns white. Oh. Don't it does it has not aged well. <laughs> and he gets married to a white woman for the ratings. Oh it, shit. Oh what? <laughs> yes. What are you it talking was, this about? Was, this was supposed to be his breakout movie. It, oh. it was this is I think this yeah, this was before um Living Single and stuff this like before that. Before Living Single, yeah. Uh, so he was like he had his own movie. I can't think of the name of it right now, but I've seen it like last year. Oh shit. I can't wait. I'm putting them both on the list back to back. In 1992, Boomerang came out. And in 1993, she was in some movie called Fatherhood. I don't know what that is. And then she came out with the program. So great acting <coughs> jobs by her and then the program, which means she can't explain this shit. Yeah, it's no explanation to this, <laughs> why you didn't showcase. And then the Flintstones, the real classic. She was, you know, in it. Mm, yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, her and John Goodman, they did that together. Uh, this also stars James Kahn, and then it stars Christy Swanson's punk ass. <laughs> I was proud of them because Omar Epps was 20 years old, so that was close enough age casting. Holly Berry was 27, so it was a little bit off, but, you know, she looks like she could be that age, so it didn't matter. So I, I, I'm used to, I, I just don't like seeing... The, you know, the high school movies and the college movies, and it's like, I look up and the nigga's like 36. And I'm like, You mean like Latimer? <laughs> yeah. Why do you want me to believe this dude is at 20, 21 years old? Latimer so, was like a 48 year old, just. <laughs> we're not going to sit here and ignore that 
Craig Sheffer looks like a 35-year-old man playing quarterback. Man, does he look like he a does joker not look, else? Yeah, how old he, was he? Click on him. Okay. Craig Sheffer. in 1993? And so he was born in 1960, which means in 93, he, he was 33. Exactly. Yeah, he's 33 years old. I didn't even look this up. <laughs> that nigga he, looked just like the Joker from Batman Beyond. He looked stressed that whole movie, which was the point <laughs> of the movie. But he had a lot of things going on. He like he just had a hard day at work every time you saw him. So, first of all, before we start lighting this whole movie up and just tear it to pieces, because I'm gonna. I just want to warn y'all, I'm gonna. If you think uh, I'm gonna say nice shit about this movie, I'm gonna say great things about certain parts, but I'm gonna take this movie apart. It's There's, still it's still it's still a favorite of mine, but it's, it's, it's still problematic. Nice. It's a problematic movie yes. in so many ways. But you know what it also is? Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. A white man wrote it, and I got something to say about that. And it goes to light skin and dark skin. And mm. I'm just livid because Omar Epps and Mac were supposed to be dumb. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, Ray, Ray was, was a smart. doctor. He was a doctor. He was smart. He was lighter skinned. I was like, uh-uh. I hey, before we even go any this. further, not only was that nigga a doctor, I took a picture of that motherfucker's Huxtable sweater. Oh, my God. It is a Cliff Huxtable special. It's a Cliff Huxtable special in 93, back before they knew that that nigga was a rapist. So they were trying to portray stuff when they said, he's in medical school. You shouldn't even try to get at his girl. Kylie Berry's all virtuous and stuff. She's light skinned. You, you uh, right. You ain't wrong on that one. Yeah, I noticed. I I picked up on that uh, this weekend. Watching, I was like, huh. They surely are painting the dark skinned folks in a different <laughs> manner. So I gotta say, I've never seen this movie before. Wait, before what? Before two hours ago, I'm Wait, disappointed. Two and a half hours ago. How do you and do that? <laughs> I'm especially. You should especially be disappointed because you know, as someone who played. You know, particularly football. high level football, played yeah. Division One football. I've I prided myself on watching all the ridiculous football movies, so I can talk about how it's not like playing actual college football. And I had never seen this one before, and so I watched this one, and I thought it was hilarious. It it's it's really <laughs> fucking funny. It gets even funnier when you realize they had to delete a scene because dumbass people were imitating it. Uh, so uh, we'll get to that scene. in a second. Yes. yes, but I will also say the char- a lot of the characters in this film are real. are real life football player type characters. <laughs> Supposedly, the director took this from different football teams. Every character is like from a different somebody from a different uh, football team. Oh yeah, let's 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 talk about the director real quick. I'm sorry, I just got to say this again real fast. David S. Ward, David S. Ward is the director of this film. He's also the writer of the film. If you're like me and you watched a lot of sports movies growing up because my dad watched a lot of sports movies and I didn't get a choice, which is why I was a person who hated fucking baseball but loves Major League, you will notice things. And one thing I noticed is that David S. Ward also directed Major League and Major League Two, which is why there are certain things that happen in those movies that also happen in this movie, like the music in the background. <laughs> it's just, if you really think about it, if you've ever seen Major League before, you will immediately know the music from Major League in this movie because it's the same fucking music. Also, Omar Epps talks through every single sports scene with a fucking mouthpiece in. And he oh, speaks man. clearly. See yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't do a good job with that, but I understand what was happening. 
about to go downtown. <laughs> that was the, <laughs> that was the uh, the month before they were uh, finishing. Hey, you gotta come in and do some ADR, man, because uh, yeah. Back in the day when I watched bad porn, like right now I watch sad porn, but back then I watched bad porn. Um, we don't have a sponsor for this episode, um, but there was porns where you could see that the person's mouth wasn't moving, but words would be happening from that. Oh, place. this part I loved in this film. Oh, my uh, ass was talking big shit with a full ass mouthpiece on. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, we called the pacifier. He had a whole <laughs> pacifier on talking big shit. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So, okay. First of all, I saw this movie in 93. I didn't see it in the theater. I don't know how I saw it, but I saw it. Jeff, how'd you see it? Oh, shit. I don't know. I think it might have been something like I rented somewhere. Right. I can't I can't really remember. I don't know if I rented it or I saw it on cable. I right. just can't really remember. But I know I, I saw it like maybe 95 or 96. I can see that because it would have hit differently when you're like that age and you're watching a football movie. It's like, yeah, because I, I wasn't a big football head until around that time. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, it was like I would watch it just because my dad was watching. But then when I got my own team and started to understand the game, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. This is dope. This is football. Okay. Uh, first of all, before we get into anything else, I just want to let y'all know that this is going to be a longer episode because I got a lot of shit to make fun of, such as the fact that, like Brandon said, Joe Kane was way too fucking old to be a Heisman special, to be a Heisman material. He fucking sucks anyway. Thank and you. he's tiny. Thank you. This movie opens with him throwing into double coverage. Mm-hmm. And my man said, oh, the throw was it. No, it wasn't. Mm-mm. It absolutely wasn't there. What are we doing? Mm-mm-mm. He was supposed to be Brett Favre. Oh, just a gunslinger? Gunslinger, gotcha. alcohol problems. Oh, I can all see that. Brett okay. Favre. That's Before why Brett Favre I... ended up in Green Bay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to ask y'all this question, because this is what's bugging me about his character. Not, um, not only the fact that he was a 35-year-old man, but <laughs> it felt like that they should have picked one issue with him. It'd either be the alcohol or the family issues, or maybe just I can't handle the pressure. The stress of being a Heisman candidate. Yeah, all but of it combined, I was just like, you know, that's Captain around, this, around this time was Todd Marinovich. I don't know if y'all remember him. Yep, yeah, I remember. Todd nope. Marinovich was like this big time college football player, but he had like this super overbearing father. Yeah, he's from USC. Who had programmed him from a very young age to be a football, to be a quarterback. Right. So they took that. They took some of that. They took a little bit of Brett Favre, and they made it into Joe Kane. I want to. I want to <laughs> know Kane. which part of Joe Kane. Who Joe Kane? Cocaine. Um, I want to know which part of him. Kane is able. Fuck that whole slogan. Oh my god. So which part did they take where the daddy never wanted to come to a game, and that just broke Joe's heart in like half. Oh poor Joe. Joe's mom died and his dad never came to games. I gotta say, I gotta say, usually in the 90s, that would have been a black person. Yeah, so but I this written by a white person, he doesn't want to yeah. go that far. He just I wants mean, to say that the light skinned ones are good people. Yeah. <laughs> I I I uh I just feel like maybe it should have been one issue. That's just me because it's just a lot going on with that. Because you never because then it's like he's the fucking joker out there. I really mean he's a fucking maniac. He is. He's a gunslinger supreme with a stupid ass catchphrase. 
let's send the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner. I said, you know what? I after I saw this, I used to say that shit all the time. What the fuck <laughs> no. does that mean, Kobe Bryant? <laughs> I, don't, like, I didn't even know what it meant. I just thought it sounded so cool. Like, does that mean that the kids haven't eaten yet and you sent them to bed so you can go find dinner? Like, what I told my <laughs> wife was, I believe is we going to look for some pussy. Excuse my language. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, no, I this is hindsight. Fuck that shit. I opened oh, up saying, ahoy, oh. motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the nigga talks about squirting on his show, talking about excuse my language. Right, yeah. right. I, sure I know you're. I, <laughs> make sure y'all support that shirt when it comes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. Those squirt is gonna be out very soon. All I you're gonna lose your fucking co-host. He's gonna walk off the set. <laughs> One day, Shy gonna be like, "Are you going to call the cops?" Um, I just, I love, I, I love. I, I wish, I, I wish y'all two could have heard before I hit record. Because <laughs> he had to talk me off the ledge, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right." That's when we do blood sport, you're more than welcome to join us because I'm going <laughs> in. Um, so Alvin Mack pledges that they're going uh-huh. bowling next season. Uh, if they don't make it to a bowl the next season, Coach Winter's job is in jeopardy, and people are already starting because they're somewhere. They're somewhere. They're, their school is ESU. We don't know what ESU stands for. It's Me personally. It's supposed to be Florida State. That's exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Instead of calling it Florida State, we're going to call it, instead of FSU, we're going to call it ESU. We're going to have the same colors. Yeah, but you know what? They play Mississippi State, who's in the North Southeastern Carolina. Conference. North Carolina, Iowa. Georgia Tech, Iowa. They just played a wild schedule. I was in the Big Ten. Michigan's You're right about that. That was a wild schedule. <laughs> like, what are they? Notre Dame? Like, Notre Dame <laughs> plays all. That must have been Notre Dame. They were independent. They can yeah. do what they want mm-hmm. to do. And it turns out that the actual stadium is in uh, South Carolina. But I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah, that's in Columbia. That's Gamecock so, Stadium. I've played there. So they... Quick flex. I was I was about to say that is a humble brag for your ass. I appreciate right that. I, I love you, bro. So they hung the coach in effigy, like and he was like, I look like I lost weight. Um, and so as they're leaving out, they're like, Yo, you got to go here to see this running back, whatever. He's like, What's the running back saying? Or like Darnell Jefferson, he had a 108 yard uh, kickoff return against Taft last year. Coach Winters is like what was the name of school he played against? And they were like Taft. And he goes in there and he was like, that run you had against Taft was incredible. I was like, look at that Sonny Coley, Coley on coming out line. Right? <laughs> also, Darnell's a fucking orphan. The pastor is like, we want Darnell to get an education. I'm like, sorry, Pops. <laughs> <laughs> the nigga is stupid. Um, we cut away to Alvin Mack, who's bought his mama a door knocker. And when he turns pro, he's going to get her the house to go with it because she currently lives in the shack. <sighs> She lives. They built absolutely out. lives somewhere where Uncle George and Kizzy lived at in mm. Roots. I was like, <laughs> what is that? And where's why? You pull back the floorboard, and there is a fucking crocodile because they live on a swamp, nigga. Like it's like, what is happening? Right? I understand you want him to see the poor, but it's a better way to do that. It is absolutely a better way to do this. I see, am just here's another thing. I always tell people, man. There's like poor, there's like, you know, you know, there's like projects in New York and there's like poor up north. But I'm like, yo, if y'all go to New New Orleans, there is no poor in the United States like poor in Louisiana. 
that house don't even have outhouses or they have outhouses still in some of those places that house is absolutely some nigga that plays at lsu's mother's house damn that's absolutely what it's like down there and not i mean everyone not you know obviously not everyone but like the poor louisiana like country louisiana outside parts of new orleans is absolutely like that 100 percent now him, that dude was hilarious. I didn't understand him. Why did he have to make up something about? Wait, we gonna get there. Against? We we gonna get there. Chill, fam. Chill. Also, he's the Michael confused. Jordan of this movie. But we gonna get there. I got this whole thing laid out. Walk with me. Alvin Mack. Oof. Yeah, he's a something. Joe Kane's whole family are alcoholics. Um, and so Darnell Jefferson comes to visit the school and they got, uh, the band and the whole nine yards out there to meet him, including Autumn Haley, who this tour guide played by Halle Berry. Mm. Um, Autumn takes him on a tour while she's dressed like Fester Adams. <laughs> and like that, she's really dressed in an outfit like Fester was dressed in an Adams family values <laughs> Him and his wife got married with the suit and the fucking turtleneck with no shoulders and he no neck. Definitely has on a, <laughs> a a Karen Monday morning outfit on. They she, made her as close she could get the white as possible. Yeah, I've never seen a black woman dressed like that before. Including, like, okay, so um, they announce Darnell's name in the stadium on the tour. Which Brandon, I'm guessing that's what they do to draw people in anyway. Yes. Did you, you grandstand like to your an visits? empty fucking already or an empty fucking stadium? No. Yeah, he did. Did you do that too? I don't, I don't Yeah, mm. well, they when so I went on right. when I went on, well, the few visits, well, an official that's like an official visit. When you go on mm-hmm. an official visit now, I mean, I feel like I wasn't like a you know, I wasn't no five-star recruit, so I don't know <laughs> what they get. But when you go with <laughs> you, got, you know the regular you decent recruiters, you go with other players. And so they yeah. invite you. And I mean, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen they do get the you got, girls. You got game treatment. They got they, they get the girls to take you to a college party. That does, that does happen. But right. did you get the he got game treatment? Yes. No, did you? I didn't. Get did you the get the two girls treatment. in a room? Oh no, I didn't, no, I didn't get that. I was supposed to be living vicariously through you, bro. I definitely didn't get that. Mm, okay. So then this nigga used the word efficacious. <laughs> Which the first big word he'll use, but it won't be close to the last. <laughs> she got so mad. He right, tells Autumn that he helps to see her in the fall and he leans in for a kiss. And she leans back like she's doing the fucking rock away. Thank you. I don't get the chance to meet too many girls like you, you know? You got a lot of class. Real efficacious. <laughs> he messed with a lot of hood boogers. Well, <laughs> hope I can see you in the fall. Me too. Oh. Like nigga, just see the signs. When she leaned back like that, oh. just pull back and be like, "All right, I, I'll see." You. I, I've never, if a girl ever did it, I never called them back. Nope, <laughs> I already knew what time it was. But instead, this nigga's going to ESU based solely on Autumn. Solely, like that's a life decision you just made. <laughs> I'm also guilty of making that poor choice as well. Wait, you chose the wrong school for for I need to know. I want to know. I went to a school I probably shouldn't have went to. I want to know. I want to know. My girlfriend at the time wanted to go to school in that city. 
Oh no! And I left after my first year and transferred. So you got she got you got he got gamed. Because that's of. what um what's her name was doing. Was she? That was her job. Oh, yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah, it? yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. She was scamming. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And then ended up fucking the other dude. Big brother Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> fuck. My mouth is full. Fuck. Let me spit out this fucking Starburst. No, I got it. It's good. <laughs> Fruit punch starbursts are like one of the fucking best things in the world. Um, so this nigga Darnell shows up four months later and he's like, Why isn't anybody out here for me now? <laughs> <laughs> and Bud and Joe are like, Because you are we got you, bitch. You're a freshman now. And they go to a bar and we meet Bobby Backup Collins <laughs> and Steve Latimer, who was on the kickoff team, but is now a swole as fuck. Okay, so I missed that part. So they're basically saying that he juiced up. Thirty. I, I knew he was summer. I knew he was on juice, but they're basically the story was that he didn't used to be jacked like that. No, yes. he was. That's why he was on okay. a uh, punt team. Yes. Okay. He was on the punt team, and the I just want to say this: as my eyes look off into the stratosphere as I'm saying this shit, the level of respect that they gave Steve Latimer when he made the starting squad is bullshit because this nigga was a senior who was on the punt team until the season before and showed the swallowest fuck nigga should have been like nigga what the fuck are you doing yep that happens too i'm not gonna say that because you could tell him and um matt had some type of relationship because but I don't we saw, yeah you saw how they got down so <laughs> that's what i that's what i also wondered did they have their relationship or did they build it once they got on the but they were nah, already that, going that, to bars that, and that shit takes together, time so. And yeah, I mean, I Bobby not. Backup was hanging out with them, so it, it is plausible. Bobby Backup. <laughs> Plus, Bobby is seeing Luann, the coach's daughter. Here's the next thing that popped up in my head. Chase Bobby him. and Luann. <laughs> Kings of the, King of the Hill. Oh, shit. <laughs> this movie came out in 93. King of the Hill came out in 97. Two of the starting characters in King of the Hill are Bobby and Luann. Hmm. Team. I I I am I know a little about about King of the Hill, so yeah. Also, Alvin Mack shows up with the Heisman article of Sports Illustrated, and then punks Darnell. Get me a get, get me a beer. He was like, "Is he serious?" And memes until he gets up and walks away. This is where the laying down the middle of the scene in the middle of the road scene happened. The one that got deleted. It's as they're walking out of the bar. Joe's drunk as usual. This scene was really to portray the fact that Joe's a drunk, um, which should have been noticeable because he had ordered two fucking tequilas from the waitress and then backup gave him a, a fucking glass of beer. But um, they all, Joe hops the fence to go onto the highway and lays down in the middle of the divider reading the fucking Heisman article. At first, they're like, Joe, you shouldn't be out there. That shit's not safe. But then Bud is like, well, if he's going to be out there, he shouldn't be out there without protection. And so that motherfucker hops his big ass because he's Kubiak from Parker Lewis's uh, Can't Lose. Hops his big ass. Oh, shit. That's what I knew him from. Yeah, that's Kubiak. That's my nigga. (laughs) Um, He goes and lays down. And then uh, Latimer and Max say to each other, well, can't just let the offense be out there getting all the work. The defense ain't out there. So the defense hops the fence and goes out there and lays down. 
And then backup kisses Luann and goes out there and lays down. And now they're all laying in the middle of the street. I've never seen that scene before. I saw it today. I had to look it up. Like a, I had to look up the deleted scene. It's I knew about it, but I just never saw it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You you know because, like I said, stupid ass people started imitating that shit. Uh, why would you imitate the Joker? Right. Joe Kane is absolutely the Joker. That right? Like he has the whole face of the Joker. But then after that, Darnell sees Autumn again, and he tells her that she is a package of poultry nudities. Or <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not gonna let this oh, happen. What? To me. That's what. I, that's fuck you. I'm not gonna let this happen. Define this word. Pulchritudinous. Pulchritudinous. She is the package of pulchritudinous, which means she's beautiful. She's the package of beautiful. But the thing, the problem with him is the words he are using. He's not using them right in a sense. Nope. He's just saying them to say it. Yep, that's twice. And so Autumn has a boyfriend, and he's the starting tailback for the team, and the nigga sucks. He seems like he believes in every bit of respectability politics. They moved that nigga to fullback. Yep. Jefferson. <laughs> he was that's mad at him during Darnell's visit four weeks earlier, or she was mad at him during Darnell's visit four weeks earlier, and that's why she let Darnell kiss her. Uh, because she caught her boyfriend Ray with another girl, a white a, girl, a white girl, a white girl. A she white was white. Girl. <laughs> I would have been like, "Look, the way you dressing right now, you kind of no." Exactly. <laughs> He's got a type. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> I mean, and that hair didn't do her no favors either. I'm just okay. I'll stop. Uh, Darnell is like, "So he cheating, and you ain't gonna cheat back? What's your man got to do with me?" He might as well well start hitting the positive cage on. Can I just walk with you? And then Ray shows up. I can at least walk with you, can I? I Ain't no crime in that. What he got on? I can keep up. I'm running the 40. Nigga, that's 93. I graduated wearing one of them vests. I ain't talking about the vest. What's up with the bandana on the head? Oh, no, he's black. This is written by a white dude. Remember, he's oh, dark yeah, he's so black. He's he wears street. a bandana wherever he goes because he gotcha. wore that same goddamn bandana when um when they were doing the walkthrough. Damn, Ray pants high. <laughs> Ray walking with all white dudes, including Drake. Four, three. Hey, Autumn. Hey, Ray. Where you been? I was just talking to a friend of mine. Ray, this is... Darnell Jefferson, tailback. Ray Griffin, starting tailback. Yeah, I know. Ooh. Recruited me. The two boys that recruited before you are washing cars now. You better start strengthening your wrist. <laughs> this guy's kind of funny. Listen, man, just make sure and give your best to Miss Lily for me, all right? Stay black, bro. That took years for me to catch on to. Lily White. <laughs> Say hi to Miss Lily White. <laughs> yeah. Ray Griffin like an extra off Dangerous Minds. <laughs> <laughs> like he'd be in the back while the teacher's looking over somebody's shoulder showing them how to do an answer. <laughs> he's like an extra. He don't like he's supposed to like he got this par by luck. Some shit oh, just happened. Shit. What's that supposed to mean? Shout out to the actor though. Oh yeah, for sure. He did his thing. He, he played the role perfectly, I guess. Um, so then Darnell goes and fails the placement exam, but Mac and Latimer, you don't want those two giving you a pep talk, but they both give him a pep talk and tell him that it's all good because it's part of the program. They're going to pass him no matter what <laughs> and we'll keep him eligible. Oh my God. That scene. 
Latimer failed the placement exam four fucking times, which is incredible. <laughs> and they give Alvin copies of the test in fucking advance. Alvin does not care about school at all. It's at not all. that he can't. He just, he could care less. He care less. Which is why that- his scenes become so tragic once you see the whole movie and you watch it again from the beginning. Watching him fuck everything off except for football is just devastating to me. What, you it, know, it's a and, lot and, different when I'm an adult. And if this was a uh, movie was to come out now, they remake it. They better have Alvin Max and nah, I'm sitting out this season. I'm not playing this season. I got too much money on the line. Exactly. I've decided that I'm just gonna go ahead and go in now. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. boy. but this is before Maurice Claret. Yeah. You know, when he sued to get in from the Ohio State University, this is before that shit. Yeah, but he still could have left at his junior year. I don't know how, what year he was. Yeah. I, I, I think, think he was, was a senior. senior. Yeah, he was a senior. Um, the Heisman slogan for Joe is Kane is able. Um, also, the Heisman storyline kind of sucks because the Joker sucks. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it if it's okay with you. You two candidates were Joe. K- was it Joe? What's his name? Joe Cable? Joe Abel? I can't even think his name now. Joe, Joe Kane. Joe Kane. Joe Kane. Joe, Joe Kane and Tim Wayman. Tim Wayman. If that's what the Heisman had come up to do, yeah, they, you know, the Heisman were rough that year. Man, both of them. Fuck them both. Also, it dawned on me at that point in time they went and recruited Darnell Jefferson, but didn't take time out to get a better wide receiver for their Heisman candidate quarterback. Oh, yeah, that's all they needed was a breakaway quarterback, a breakaway, breakaway running back, they said. Exactly. And then um, they go to spring or summer um, scrimmage practices, whatever. And apparently, like I said, Darnell's the only one who gets to talk while he's running. Ha. Oh, also, um, hear the music. Too high, big boy. So long, sucker. Yeah. Coming to get you, beer boy. Come on. Lights out, baby. You cut out that necktie tackle crap. What are you trying to make a highlight reel? Huh? That man left you hogging air. You take this helmet and you put it right in his numbers, okay? Drive it through his guts. I want to see nothing but snot bubbles in his nose. Foreshadowing. Also, the nigga never actually puts his helmet in the numbers. Every mm-hmm. tackle he does this entire season, spoiler alert, are either illegal or he's getting people on the side, just like pulling them down from the side. Yeah. But then the coach goes out to Darnell and tells him this. All right, let's move that drill down 15 yards. Let's go. Come on, boys. All right, guys, let's go. Let's move it. Oh, and before I go into this, coaches everywhere picked this line up and fucking adopted it as God's yeah. word. <laughs> yes. Hoffman, I left 29. Jefferson, are you injured or are you hurt? What does that mean? Well, if you hurt, you can still play. If you're injured, you can't. So are you hurt or are you injured? Uh, I think I'm just hurt. That's good. And get up. Now, that was a hell of a run you just made. Think how good it would have been for us if we still had the ball. See, now this is a football. 
I want you to carry this with you always. Never let it out of your sight. Hey, boys, listen. Whoever's in here is going to be carrying this football on campus. Any one of you guys see him, I want you to try to slap it out of his hand. All right? Try to knock it out and recover it. Anybody but you can turn this ball to me. You wish you were never born. You hear that nigga in the background say, have a team by tomorrow, coach. <laughs> I don't mean no harm, but I would have told Sonny Corleone, I ain't say that shit when they shot your ass up. Are you injured or you hurt? <laughs> we knew the fuck you <laughs> This motherfucker told the defense and the offense, get him. Can you imagine that? That's like, come on, bro. I got to be in class with some of these fools. Right. That, they do that on every campus in the country. Good. Right Lord. now, today, 2021. Really? Yes. Damn. So then after, That's that, the they, thing. after that, they do a montage of hard football plays and the player randomly getting kicked in the fucking face. And after the hard practice, everyone is laid out except for Latimer, who's lifting weights. Good Lord. Like heavy weights. And Coach <laughs> Winters. Hmm? He was telling on himself. Right. Yeah. Every chance he got. He was clean pressing, bro. Like the assistant coaches knew. But I think because the coach knew he was just ignoring it. That's all that was. Yeah. Winters was like, don't worry about it. It isn't hard to gain 35 pounds if you hit the gym every week. They're going to look at him like, oh, shit, this motherfucker crazy. Mm. Next, we find out that uh, Joe really doesn't have a way with women. Uh, he talked all that trash to Christy Swanson by nagging her uh, the way pickup artists will later adopt. Which one was Christy Swanson? The, the tennis player? The tennis player. Okay. Yeah, this was straight up <laughs> nagging. Like, the pickup artist who picked this up later on picked it up directly from his ass. Oh, this is some print shit. What are you doing? Yeah! Fine. A little late to be working out, isn't it? It's the only time I could get in here when the football team wasn't using it. Well, if it wasn't for the football team, you wouldn't have all this. It's that hairline. So, what are you firming up or what? <laughs> I don't need to firm up. I'm strengthening my knee. I had arthroscopic surgery. Yeah, I had my knee scoped once too. So, um. Do you want to go out for a beer or something after you're done? What the fuck? I don't go out with football players. They're all full of themselves. I saw you on the cover of Sports Illustrated, so you're probably worse than most. <laughs> so you won't consider doing anything with me? No. All right, well, at least tell me what happened to your knee. What did you do, fall to your convertible? <laughs> <laughs> So she's like, you know what, nigga? I'm going to show you how I hurt my knee. And oh, go to... Hmm? Two things. The first thing is, he absolutely looks like if Jack Nicholson and Christian Slater was to have a baby. That's what will come out. <laughs> he looks like both of them. <laughs> he looks like both of them. And second of all, the pickup game is just weird. It is absolutely some under the cherry moon, mm -hmm. purple rain type print shit. Like, I don't way, know what way. to really say, but I'm going to do it this weird way. We want to say for the record that nagging is an act of emotional manipulation whereby a person makes a deliberate backhanded compliment or otherwise flirtation remark to another person to undermine their confidence and increase their needs of a manipulator's approval. The, coin, the term was coined and prescribed by pickup artists. That's him to a T. Mm. 
because yeah. at first uh, it seems like it doesn't work because she's a tennis player and she waxes his ass in tennis while wearing jean shorts. Although they never actually show them doing a rally. They just show her with separate shots of her serving and him sucking. <laughs> but then after he gets his ass beat in front of his friends, he's like, I want to rematch some other sport, which is fucked up because she may not be as good in any other sport. And he just wants to show her up like my cousin did when he switched over to Street Fighter 2 after a girl he like beat his ass in Mario Kart. <laughs> and so she says she'll think about it. And he says, I'll give you a call. Darnell can't find. Nigga, come on now. Darnell can't find where he's supposed to be going to and he asks for help and he gets even more lost and he's holding his football like he wants to lose it. Um, like this. Like he's palming the shit. Also, he has to take remedial courses, which is a fucked up thing to call those classes in my opinion, but he has to take math zero, English zero, even though he knows what efficacious means. <laughs> An American history survey, which really sounds like a PBS show. Um, and he won't even get college credit for him, which is like, why the fuck am I doing this for nothing? This is actually another real thing that happens all the time, especially with players who don't hit the clearinghouse yeah, and they can't why? pass the clearinghouse. But why? I mean, give me some sort of credit. Make it a one credit course. Make it a point five credit course. Don't tell no. me I'm getting zero credits for this shit, because honestly, at that point in time, I have no reason to go back. Yes, you do. You try and go to the league. <laughs> no, I mean, why no you reason to go, go back. back to that class, especially after Mac and Latimer tell me that no matter what I do, the program got my back. Well, yeah, you know, that happens too, but you got you to gotta show up. That's also, true. those classes are mad easy, at least yeah, for I, someone, you know, who's supposed to be in college. That's the whole thing, not to get on my soapbox, but... He's on a uh, soapbox, ladies and gentlemen. That's the whole thing about, like, you know having to go to college, to go to the NFL or the NBA. Like, those dudes, their chosen profession is football or basketball. Mm -hmm. That's what they're going to college for. They're not going to college to fucking learn. Like, <laughs> college is supposed to be about, like, higher learning and, like, expanding your, your views on things. It's more than just, like, getting a degree in, or, you know, playing football. But, you know, they made football and basketball this thing where college is like this in a intermediary that you have to do. And so you're going to get people who got no business being in college and they don't have any business being in college. Those they are true. Know. That's true. They have no business being there, but they got to go there because their chosen profession is the only way to get there. Yep. He also gets a tutor and he says, this is one of my favorite lines of the movie. I don't need no tutor. And the white dude says any tutor. And yes, you do. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. Uh, initially, it wasn't Autumn, but it is now because he made the coach switch Scott Sherman out to another tutor. Um, and Autumn seemed upset, but but I mean, seriously, Scott is sitting right behind her and she didn't even notice. So how mad is mad, really? <laughs> I'm waiting mad. for Scott Sherman. Like, no, you're not. He's she right behind mad. you. She, I, think that, I think that scene was supposed to be her trying to stay far away from him because she's feeling him. Yes. <sighs> So he's like, um, come on now, girl. You can teach me some real erudition. Eating lime on the Some scalp. what? Come on now, girl. You can teach me some real erudition. You know what I'm saying? Will you stop saying those big words? It makes you sound like <laughs> talking about. Finally. I'm improving myself every day. I learn a new word out of the dictionary. Mendacious, pejorative, antithetical, commensurate. You don't even know how to use them right. 
Pretending to be smart is not the same thing as being educated. It's just a con, and it makes you sound stupid, no matter how big a prospect you are. Okay. But that's even more of a reason for you to be my tutor. You just taught me something. <laughs> Man, I don't know how to put this without it sounding like I don't No, I know how to put this. They made that nigga wear that 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 do rag in every scene he was in. That's one. Two, the nigga look Wesley Snipes New Jack City sweaty every time I see him. Oh, that's because they didn't know how to shoot black people. Yeah. Especially yeah. dark, darker skinned black people back then. So Joe wakes up at three o'clock in the morning and starts drinking and also calls Camille. Was this Omar Epps first real movie? No, he just didn't juice. He already did juice by then, right? Yeah, he did juice. Juice was in 90, yeah, 92. So, yeah. Uh, So, let's see. His catalog. Juice was 92. 92, he did juice. He did a show called Here and Now uh, in 92. Yeah, this is first. Other than juice. And this this is more of an ensemble anyway. It's not like just him like and so. after he did the program, he went straight into Major League Two. Willie Mays Hayes. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so you hear the music, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I picked up on what you're saying. Um, but Joe wakes up at three o'clock in the morning and starts drinking, and he calls Camille, pick up the phone <laughs> to, to dupe her into a date. Uh, since this all, the, hmm? Joe's a functioning alcoholic. I figured that out. He yes. was functioning at, at this point. Yes. And you can get women. Never mind. Keep, keep going. What you were saying. Keep on what you said. Let's just say this: call us someone, call us a woman up at three a.m. Ask them a silly question like that. Of course, they're not going to have an answer if they sleep. Did you figure out what game you want to play me in? Pick up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Since this is a movie, the shit works though, and they start dating, and soon he gets to do some really reckless stuff with her ass. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean that the way it sounded. I apologize profusely. Oh man, I, I didn't even think about you. <laughs> His idea of a date is going on a motorcycle ride. She uh, doesn't want to do it. The coach uh, doesn't want him to do it, but he nags her ass into doing it. I guess that's the date. We going on that? Yeah, yams, don't she? Yeah, I thought we might take a little no. ride. No. I promised my dad. Also, Shahid would have wanted me to tell you to stop saying yams, nigga. Yeah, he just he just he just, actually he just texted me like an hour ago and said, "How old am I?" But it definitely to hear. <laughs> uh, I mean, even though I was walking through the store with my wife a few days ago, and I was like, "Man, you got yams," so it's okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but she was she was buying yams, and she had just picked up the yams, and she has yams, so it all worked out together. Uh, tomato, tomato. I don't know why she, she act like this. There's nothing wrong with that word. I saw, I saw that a bunch about uh, Sissy Stringer on Twitter. Um, I don't know who that is. I guess she Who's has that? yams too. That's Melina in Mortal Kombat. Oh Ooh. man, let me tell well, you something. Wait, hold on, because I know we're going to end up doing that review on um on on Why So Serious, right? Ooh. Yeah, we're gonna do it. I think Jeff is doing it on Tuesday with Shahid. Okay. Yeah, we are uh, doing it on Tuesday. So, okay, I'm a, I'm gonna hold off on a few things, but y'all go ahead and say what you need to say and get that out the way real quick. Yeah, but she, uh, Melina is yamtastic. Man, man, she is cassava. <laughs> <laughs> I probably said that wrong too. I'm, I'm Omar Epps, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so anyway, she comes out and sees him on a motorcycle, and she doesn't want to ride, and he negs her. Dad, I'd never get on one of those. 
What are you, one of those trust fund princesses? It's okay for me to play a game I don't know, but I... Look at him. ask you to try something different and you hide behind your daddy. Jack Nicholson. Bro, he I mean, so old on that fucking bike. I've never seen a white man <laughs> hair fail so much. Look, the, the hairline is just off. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Oh, God. So on their very first date, this nigga who ignores her request to go slow. He's like, is this slow enough for you? She's like, yeah. And he's like, good, let's go. And he just guns the motor. And does some truly reckless bike ride and motorcycle riding on a riding in a quarry on a dirt road, including a part where he almost like dips because he hits like he turns and then he has like fishtail a little bit on a motorcycle. Um, and then he hits a pretty big jump, which leads to him also having to hit the brakes right before they go over a huge fucking cliff. I, I, I'm going to bring a little bit of jump versus the world in it. He's been a little stinker. I was like, why even do this? Because she is screaming her ass off like, stop. Nope. He thinks nope. it's fun. And then the nigga nags her again. She just wanted to scare me. Are you happy now? That look on his face is literally, that's the ugliest motherfucking face. That is, I'm 35 and my back hurts. <laughs> Jesus Christ, woman. Let's go get a drink. God, look you know how old he looks right there. Bro. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I'm just going to go ahead and go widescreen for a second. And then this, this, and... I just need that face on this. my shirt. This and is supposed to be 20? now I got 20? a screenshot of that fucking grill. That's supposed to be 20. That's it, looks, it looks like uh, it looks like it looks like Sting without his makeup on. Oh, at WrestleMania? <laughs> <laughs> no, he looks like one of the people from that old music video, Black Hole Sun. Like his face just gonna stretch out and shit. Like I mean, this. am I tripping? Seriously, y'all, am I tripping? It's Jack Nicholson and Christian Slater. It yeah, has no, to right. be. He also, he also, Mr. Robot. Look, if it's if it's not <laughs> if it's not uh, Jack Slater, Christian Nicholson, or Mr. Robot, it's the nigga who played Vigo. And Ghostbusters too. Oh, okay. Yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. Especially with the hairstyle, the hairline. Oh, the... I've never seen his hair is failing him. It's well, so I mean, he's thirty five, so yeah, he's got he... a lot to worry about. <laughs> I mean, the next time I saw this dude, it was in it was in uh, One Tree Hill. So, yeah. really, yeah, that's the next time I saw him. I mean, I, he probably I, did other stuff, but that's the next time I yeah, I went and looked. I haven't seen him in anything else since, and I really did go look. But yeah, so he's nagging her. Yeah. Actually, the scream was even better than I thought. You got just about every dog within hearing distance wanting to mate with you. And so she finds that shit funny. Him saying that a bunch of dogs now want to mate with her is just like hilarious. Oh my God. She is. Yeah. yeah it worked. You're maybe a different that's color white yeah, Maybe <laughs> yeah. that's white pickup lines. Maybe that's yeah. no, that's nagging. Seriously, it is. That's a thing. And I, I say that, but I would it's... say it's reflective of the abusive life that Joe endured at home, and he's projecting it onto Camille. But he's no. Don't I care about Joe? His brothers and dad do not give a fuck about him. Exactly. I don't even think they. I think they just drunks and they like eh, fuck it. This is just Joe. Fuck it. Hey, we'll see you next Christmas, Joey. Um, <laughs> this is the program, and they weren't thinking that deeply, so he's just a dickhole. 
and the shit works. They start a fucking relationship. And so going forward, I'm going to ignore them the same way we ignore Christy Swanson's role in higher learning. Okay. Oh, God. Is that all right with y'all? Okay. All right, cool. Yes. <laughs> so this nigga Darnell, fam, first of all, do, te- do, do tutors really give you homework? Are they allowed to do yes. that? Yes. Do, do you have to do it? Yes. So somebody your own age gives you homework and you have to do it. They give you things that you need to work on. I mean, you don't have to do it. She but gave he, this nigga a three-page paper. But the tutors report back to the your your um, advisors and stuff. I am not a big fan. I've been reading a lot of ratchet books, so I say the word bitch a lot more now than I used to. But I'm not a fan of calling women bitches, so I'm not. But there's no way in the world, woman, that you're going to assign me a three-page paper for no fucking reason if it's not a part of one of my classes. Go do it. Nope. You want to play or you want you don't want to play? I do want to play. So I'm gonna tell the coach to tell you to suck his ass. You do I'm it. his starting, I'm I'm his I'm his only recruit. I but I think I think the character of Darnell needed her for the push because he did he needed her for the puss. Push. Oh, my bad. I heard you wrong. I had something in my ear. Because if he would have went along with what the, you know, the his teammates were telling him, he'd end up like Alvin Mack. So he needed her around so that he can keep course with what he want to do with his little um orphan kids and yeah. stuff like that. Also, uh, this nigga lies like a motherfucker. I want you to write a two or three page essay about some aspect of your life other than football. What's in my life besides football? I don't know. Your father. You write about your dad. I don't know much about him. He was off in Detroit working in a car plant when I was born. Got laid off. Tried to rob a liquor store to get us some money. Got caught. Died in prison. Some kind of heart problem. Isn't the beginning of a deep cover? Maybe you can write about your mother. She was usually working two jobs. <laughs> One night she stopped at the grocery store to get me some root beer. She got caught in gang crossfire. Shot three times. Died on the way to the hospital. Want me to write about that? No. That's good. No. Say none of that true. <laughs> Why the fuck would you do that? First Bruh. of all, he absolutely just gave you the deep cover with his father. That's he did. absolutely the beginning of the deep cover. But that is just mean. That wasn't even funny. I guess no. that writer director thought it was, though. That's like a Chappelle show skit. It's like a Chappelle show skit about like black movies backstories. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, she got the evil. Oh god, she just like fuck you, nigga. And he's like, yo, here's what really happened. My mom went to Chicago and never came back. I don't know who my dad is. I, I. She's like, oh, then you can write about football. Good job, nigga. You the one who's assigning the fucking topic. Giving me fucking homework. You deserve to be lied to. I'm a lie on my paper. What the fuck you gonna do? You can't verify anything I'm saying. I'm gonna make my cousin write it. 
Also, Alvin Mack is dumb as fuck, but the nigga is literally a valedictorian <coughs> on the field. Like, oh, this yeah. shit was so impressive to me. He could care less about okay. schoolwork. Let's review the chapter I read you yesterday. That's hilarious. Let's review the chapter I read to you yesterday. What's not hilarious is the nigga reads at a fourth grade level. Which two city states fought in the Punic Wars? I don't know. Detroit and Buffalo? Oh, come on, Alvin. You're going to be tested on this. <laughs> Rookies, you pay attention. This is what I expect out of you, Alvin. You ready? Yes, sir. All right, this is Mississippi State's offensive set. Second and two on our own 24. What defensive set might we call? Eagle zipper hero, unless the setback shifts into the eye. Good. Third and seven. Oki Thunder Lion. What's your assignment? Kill the quarterback. Hit the tight end so hard his girlfriend dies. Kill everybody. Because Oki Thunder Lion. There is absolutely a brand you can help me. And I'm sure I, I'm everybody knows, but there's a certain IQ. Yes. That you have as far as a defensive player. His is off the charts. I mean, for yes. any football player, but mm-hmm. you can tell his is off the charts. So he's not dumb. Mm-hmm. He's don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what this is what I always say. Like, like there's a certain level of education that you need, especially for people who are about to be millionaires in this world, mm-hmm. as far as like making good decisions and shit like that with your money. But a lot of these niggas that you like, some of these things you know are going to the league. Like, they don't need college. College is not there for them. <clears throat> they don't care, and even if they did care, they probably weren't prepared to even be successful there. Just right. let them go. Because <clears throat> clearly that dude is good as what. Clearly that dude is good at what he thinks he needs to be good at for his chosen profession. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you, Brandon and um, Jeff. I, I saw you reference this in the group chat earlier. How the fuck did they come up with the names of the plays? <laughs> Oh, these stupid ass names. Like, like, why couldn't I make a play? If I became a football coach, I would make a plays like Lummox, Iraq, Iraq, Hyundai. Play names are stupid, especially on defense. They're much, they're much, they make more sense on offense generally. But on defense, I know that on, on offense, it's talking about the hole you're supposed to hit with the numbers, right? Yes. Or your alignment, like where, like, you know, what type of, um, personnel you're supposed to come out in but on defense you know people say all types of shit to call out stuff just all types of random shit to county weed (laughs) and it's just alert things and then uh and nowadays because because like even when i'm not that old but like when i played like you know 15 years ago it was kind of you know it's kind of sophisticated but nowadays they got like all types of analytics and shit so they switch that shit up every week now because they be they study the tape. So, like, the quarterback comes to the line, and he's IDing to Michael. He's making an adjustment, like, oh, your offensive line needs to slide this way. So, we're going to call it uh, – we're going to call – when you need to slide to the right, we're going to call it Florida. And when you, when you slide to the right, left, we're going to call it California. <laughs> you know, like, things like that. The one consistent thing I've heard – well, they changed it now – is when you hear Tim Wayman, and we'll get there, where he go, mayday, mayday, because, <laughs> you know, the blitz is coming. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like kill, kill. You hear the quarterback say kill or whatever. Yep. But it was just funny because I used to all once I heard it, I would hear it all the time on TV. Mayday, mayday. <laughs> oh yeah, they come up Be- with your ass. I mean, if it becomes something that is universal, then why not carry it all the way through to the league, to college, wherever else you're at? Yeah. Or Same like way you know, we're calling the screen. 
if you want but your wide receiver up, to run a hot route, you may say like Tamale or Volcano or, you know, something hot. hot. Yeah, I something hot. You. But then sometimes you'll switch it up because, you know, you'll say, okay, I don't want you to do something hot, but I'll say something hot because the defense will go, oh, that's a hot. And then you'll say Volcano and it'll be something else. So it's, it's all a bunch of nonsense. That's what I would do. I would play. If I was the coach, I would play with the psychology of football. Like nothing I would do would be anything that people have heard before. But anyway. Yeah, I think that's why. I think it's, we got to the point where uh, Peyton Manning was just saying anything, anything. out there. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think he came out and said it after he finished playing, like most of it didn't mean anything. No, it doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> So they're in the history survey course, and Darnell doesn't take care of his football at all. Like the nigga's literally falling asleep with his elbow on top of his football, leaning up against it. But even more than that, the nigga ain't aware of his surroundings like at all because a defensive or it could be an offensive lineman. Thanks, coach. But a lineman is sitting right fucking behind him and just taps the ball off him underneath his elbow. First of all, why are you sitting? You should be sitting all the way in the back. Right. <laughs> Why are you sitting right there so everybody can swarm you? So anyway, the ball is loose and like 10 motherfuckers start yelling fumble in the middle of class and start diving down an aisle way after the ball and they fuck up the teacher's desk and shit in the middle of a lecture. <laughs> this nigga Darnell gets shoved up under the teacher's desk from the wrong fucking side. <laughs> like if I remember correctly, the teacher's desk had that little opening in the front where you could like slice up under darnell's whole body got shoved underneath that darnell could die <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm shocked that nobody got in trouble by that teacher i'm shocked absolutely but I mean, then what, I re- hmm? what, what exactly was he gonna do i don't know i mean then i remembered the rules of the program and that it's not <laughs> how hard you study it's how hard you play football So nothing happens. Also, Steve Latimer, he goes and he looks at the uh, the sign-in, the uh, the roster for the new season. And even though the coaches obviously know that something ain't right with Steve, he still makes starting defense, and he's got a place at the table. So this fool is so fucking amped up that he's got a place at the table that he goes out and breaks two truck windows with his head right in front of the coaches. Doesn't notice them, but they notice him. No big deal, you know, not on steroids at all. But just to be sure, the coaches are like, Make sure you tell Latimer that the NCAA will be testing on Saturday. Nigga stand up bloody face. Place the table! (laughs) Also, Latimer was one of the uh, Ku Klux Klan members in higher learning. Yep. The ball-headed one, big one. Mm -hmm. He got beat up by Swole. (laughs) Um... Funniest thing about this movie is he absolutely probably took steroids to get that size for this film. Right? He took wow. steroids to be the guy who shouldn't take Wait a minute. Steroids. I forgot about this. He actually was in Batman Returns, too. What the fuck was he in Batman Returns? Bane? He was um he was uh 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 um he was the son of um what's my man's name? Uh Christopher Walken. He was skinny then, wasn't he? Yep, he was a little bit smaller. And he had Not a, lot a of little bit. Head. He was hella smaller. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. God, I haven't watched that movie in a while, but I remember him in it. <laughs> and that came out in what, like 91? Now I got to go look and see when the fuck his movie came out. Yeah. he. If you put him in the picture side by side, he'll be like, it looks like the same person, but it's like, damn, you got big. Yeah. 
Yeah, he wasn't in the gym for 35 days doing that shit. That's for fucking sure. That nigga was just crazy swole. You're right, Brandon. I have no reason to not believe that he didn't get on steroids and then just stayed there. Like, oh, y'all don't care because I'm an actor? Well, so I don't have no problem with actors taking steroids, especially if they're doing it like, you know, with doctors. That's what I said. Y'all don't care if I do this because I'm I'm, I'm an actor? Okay, cool. Because... Batman Returns came out in 1992. That nigga got up to this spot in 93. And then in 94, the nigga played Zangief in Street Fighter. Oh, yeah, he was Zangief. I forgot about that one. So he never stopped being that muscle motherfucker (laughs) from that point forward. Uh, Then they talk at the football banquet. And they talk about how football means more to them than anything. You like best about football and what you're most proud of off the field. Now I've asked some of my veterans here to start. Latimer? I don't know. Why the fuck is Latimer starting this off? Bitch, you just came off the punt team. Shut the fuck up and know you're <laughs> like, You got it right. You wouldn't think Mac was started off. First. Like, no, you would think that Joe was started off. He's the fucking Heisman candidate. He's the quarterback. Why are you starting with Latimer? I think the coach know Joe ain't, you know, Joe kind of like, not shy, but he ain't all about that talking and stuff. Mm. You, you want to be a leader? It's the battle. They're going to war with the other guys. Set. Hanging together. Believe. Having our own dorm. Hey. Staying in hotels the night before the games. Setting ourselves apart. Getting clean piss put in. Wait, I gotta say it in his voice. Getting clean piss put into the toilet paper dispenser of the toilet, so then I can pull out a vial of piss and pour my pour the clean piss into a bottle, so I don't get hit up for being on steroids. Yeah, this movie was snitching. Being different. <laughs> Just like fucking Playmakers. <laughs> oh, oh, God, I would love to review Playmakers. I, I, nigga, I would, say I the word. Down. Say word, son, because I got it right there on DVD sitting right on my shelf. Say word. I'll find it. <laughs> I loved Playmakers in high school, man. That was the shit. I was like, this motherfucker is smoking crack. What is going on here? <laughs> NFL made him cancel that shit. Yeah, but, they, NFL was on their ass about that show. But ESPN parlayed it into getting the NFL to be on ESPN. Yeah, I mean, hey. And besides, if there was no playmakers, there would be no blitz the league. Than everybody else having a chance to be somebody. Could you imagine the NCAA watching this scene? What the fuck? What, what? They can do that? Get, That's what they've been doing? Does, does our toilet do that? <laughs> I'm absolutely sure they were. This is when it came in. Now we got to watch y'all piss. Right. Check to make sure. Does our toilet do that? Bob. And people look up to you for your strength, your courage. Not everybody can play football. That's racist. We're the lucky ones. The thing that I'm most proud of myself for, just that I'm here. Not in jail or dead. Of course. Stereotype. Because the oh. writer's white and you're dark skin. Yeah. Also, uh-huh. he's probably lying again. <laughs> Ever since he lied to Autumn, I just can't believe a thing he says. I ain't no statistic. Well, the great thing about football is uh 
you can lose yourself in it. There's no time to to think or to worry. Look at him. Just Look at him. 35. Jesus Christ. I gotta go out I'm here. Take an ice bath. The game hasn't even started yet. Away. Best thing is when you hit a guy. You know it's killing him. But you feel great. It's just him and you. And he's the one that's hurt. This shit is gross. So somehow. I don't know, like I said, I don't know. I know they've been friends for a while. That's cool. Latimer's a part of their circle, whatever. When the fuck, who the fuck, how the fuck did they come together and one of them said to the other, Alvin Mack and Steve Latimer, who said to who, you know what we should do before games? I should hit you on your shoulder pads. And you should hit me on my shoulder pads back. And then you spit into my mouth. And I'm going to spit into your mouth, brother, to show that we're together. Can I be honest with you? This You've shit, done this? This no, 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 no. Oh, Hell no! Thank God you scared me. <laughs> <laughs> I was what what I was about to say was these motherfuckers just did that shit on the spot. It was like no talking did. about. It. This is I'm on the spot. Oh, I know what you about to do. Just follow my lead, brother. <laughs> like, cause I, if I'm an actor and somebody is like, yo. You're going to spit into his mouth. I, I need to talk to my agent. This is some bullshit. Also, Latimer looks fucking 40. So, anyway, we get to the first game of the season. And Alvin Mack, who's the outside linebacker, we've already stated that. But he's no, he's the middle linebacker. He's the middle linebacker who gets fired up by making grievances against opposing players up in his head. <laughs> This is how he gets fired up. It's like Michael Jordan. That, I took that shit personally. Yeah, That's he, why he's he, the Michael Jordan of football. He make up random shit. So this nigga, the first event that he found was the poop butt, the poop butt, the poo butt. <laughs> I say poo butt. There's a lot of different things about what this word is. If it's poo butt, if it's poop butt, if it's poo butt. But I know without a shadow of a doubt that Ice Cube on I Ain't The One says, and I quote, I ain't the one, the one to get played for a poo butt. See, I'm from the streets, so I know what's know up. what's up. Yes. It's a West Coast staple, y'all. You need to check it out. It's NWA. He's also very misogynistic in the song. I don't really recommend it, but poop butt. No. Poo butt? Yes. P-O-O. But niggas on Urban Dictionary think it's poop butt, which is completely different. Being a poop I, butt I always thought it was like poop butt. A poop butt or a poo butt? P-O-O-H-P-O-O or P-O-O-P? <laughs> Look at me, you poop butt motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> oh, shit, this dude's wildin'. Alvin Mack does in its first test of the season. Bulldogs coming to the line of scrimmage. I want a bear claw. And their standard four <laughs> right? <laughs> don't think I don't recognize you, poop butt motherfucker. Yeah, shit. <laughs> hey, pay attention when I'm talking to you, nigga. What? Oh, you're the guy who shot my mother, aren't you? Shut up, man. You knew I never knew your mother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you cocksucker. You didn't think I was going to find you, did you? But I got you now, nigga. I'm going to bust your gut open and watch you die. <laughs> Lock pitches to Tyler, sweeping left. Oh, so you oh, that cuts him off. Oh, shit. 
back in, you little pussy! Oh, Tyler, crunch oh, my ladder. Bumble! That's mine! Fine. That's mine! They unstack them and ESU has got it. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Right! That's the music from when the uh, Indians get a home run against the Chicago White Sox. Good lord. <laughs> they, recy- they recycle music. First of all, why did that dude respond to him? He knew he wasn't talking. Like, what, this like this crazy man? What the fuck you talking about, crazy man? You also, know, I don't know your mama. <laughs> Also, Shut up, man, you know play, I don't know your mama. The play could be a real play. It makes sense to me. Um, but here's what I really don't understand about this. This man cannot play in 2021 with all the microphones on the field. He would be suspended. You think? For saying <laughs> that somebody shot his mama? I mean, because you know they mic up certain people. He just went, he just never would get mic'd up. That's just all it is. Yeah, don't no, they pick no think about think about playing in the bubble. Think about football last year, right? Where there was no fans. You can oh, hear yeah, everything. You yeah, you did hear everything. This man yeah. talking about I'm gonna split your tummy open and watch your guts fall on the ground. People be like, What's wrong with this man? Watch you die. <laughs> but y'all, y'all are missing the most important part of this. Which is that dude saying, come on, man, you know, I don't know your mother. The same way that fucking young John claude Van Damme said, aren't you going to call the cops? <laughs> Yo, for the life of me, I thought that was Kane from Minister Society. <laughs> they all look I'm not sure if it's him or not. I thought it was him. It's not. It can't be. I don't think it is. But I used to always think it was. Hey, pay attention when I'm talking to you, nigga. What? You're the guy who shot my mother, aren't you? Shut up, man. You know I never knew your mother. Shut up, man. You know I never knew your mother. Please don't hit me. Like, that's like that's like a bully is about to start bullying you, and you just try to chop it up with him. Like, nah, you just let him. If he touch you, that's when you do something. Dope. Don't start talking back. Don't make it worse. Do not engage him. The one thing I want to point out is that every time that the guy Alvin was talking to seemed shook, Alvin played great. But the one time the other party didn't seem shook at all. <laughs> mm. So Latimer forces a fumble. The offense comes out and Kane gets said stupid ass catchphrase. Let's put the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner. Go walk my doggies. You sound real selfish right now. And then they get to then we get to see Bud on the offensive line singing about yippee ki yay yo get along little doggies and shit. He <laughs> Shut up, Snowflake. <laughs> he probably did grow up to be a Trump supporter. Like that's real funny that he <laughs> called him a snowflake. That man was hot. <laughs> He's talking hella shit to the D lineman who literally hands him his ass. Oh, like he be the D lineman is punching him in the gut and all kind of shit. Well, I don't need. I don't understand why they flags were on thrown. He was. He asked to have him in UFC cage. You know how many flags should have been thrown in this fucking movie? Lattimore <laughs> at one point, and I think he took his game, helmet off and ran with it. Helmet off, and they don't call face masks. Oh they my watch god! Him. Oh, that was horrible. I got it on video. Anyhow, the team scores, and 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 uh, Bud put acts like he put in work. Excuse me, my hey. team, my doggies just scored, and I gotta but go. Did celebrate. you hit? Did you hear the dude at the end? He's like, the play is over. Get off me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You were whooping his ass. How did he get ass. the upper hand? When this happened, exactly. So Darnell comes in and gets a good run and starts to walk away with the ball, you know, because of the training he had throughout practice. Uh, the next thing that happens is a Latimer hits somebody way high. 
Like he took the quarterback's helmet off and that should have been a flag like a motherfucker, like Brandon said, but it wasn't. <laughs> and so he got a sack for it. He ran away with the helmet. <laughs> he ran away with my helmet. Like, no, give it back. What the fuck is I happening? Got right your there? <laughs> the ref's just looking like, oh, you know, he, fuck it, he took it. <laughs> he got your bonnet. I mean, what can you say? He told you. He said he's got your bonnet. Do you want it back? Hey, why don't you ask the Pooba who shot Calvin Max mom? Also, <laughs> let's, let's shout out the progressiveness of having a black quarterback at Mississippi State. I noticed it. That's true. I didn't notice that. I, I didn't I, notice that, yeah, I was too busy staring at the uh, running back running for his life. But no, you're right. You're right. I'm and I'm noticing now this 35 year old man on my screen is just—he's just fed up, man. He to drink. <laughs> he needs something. He need an ice bath like a like, motherfucker. You just won, buddy. What, what's, what's why are you looking that way? What's wrong with you? Because Batman. <laughs> and now let's turn to our Heisman watch. We begin with Sports Illustrated cover boy Joe Kane of ESU, who led his team to an impressive victory this afternoon. Well, the real test will come in four weeks against Michigan and their Heisman hopeful, Tim Wayman. Tim, he <laughs> could go all the Wayman. Oh, oh, he'll be looking man. to do so against the Timberwolves. And, of course, the Abel Kane will be looking to do so as well. <laughs> I just wanted to play that because that was when Chris Berman used to be popular in 93. How things turned around. Right? <laughs> right, Chris? We used to be the best. Darnell's walking through, and, and a booster comes up to him and says, good game, boy, and puts $50 oh. into his uh, pocket, and, and Darnell freaks out like that's doing something. Let's so put he a goes, pin in Hold on. Let's put a pin in there. Darnell is supposed to be a street guy, a street mm-hmm. tough person, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem too smart to mm-hmm. what, or hip to what's going on. But you would think he would be, especially with this scene. Because mm-hmm. somebody come up to you and put money in your pocket. You don't take out all of me, take out this big envelope and look, oh shit. Oh, oh my god. Oh shit. And it's only $50. Like, relax. Like, be cool about it. He don't I don't know about him being in these streets. I think Alvin was from these streets because Alvin was like, calm your happy ass down, nigga. Matter of fact, I'll hold it for you. Give me that. Thanks again. Yo, some guy just gave me $50, man. Don't worry. You'll get about five or 600 once you start, depending on how you plan. But I thought we're not supposed to take any money. Ain't that a violation? You cannot live on no $500 a month scholarship money. And the NC double assholes won't let us have jobs. So you take your money where you can get it. As a matter of fact, right. we hold this for you till you see light. That's right. Wait a minute. That's right. But Alvin Mack was making $500, $600 every Saturday, but his mother's house. Oh, never mind. Okay, go ahead. It ain't in Louisiana. He was probably paying the rent. You sure about that? In Louisiana, I, he was probably paying his mother's um, rent for that house, $500, I, $600. I'm almost subject to believe the school had already covered that. Mm, that they does happen at house. house. But I've seen blue chips. Mm, that's, that does <laughs> Me happen. too. Anthony they probably Hardaway. they probably already paid for the house for him. Mm-hmm. All he wanted was a boombox. What the fuck, Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> <laughs> All he wanted was a boombox and his Adidas shoes. Right, nigga, your name is Neon, and you couldn't see the light on this one. They bought Earl Dickerson. I mean, uh, Eric Dickerson, a Trans Am sports car. He was riding around SMU in a Trans Am, <laughs> 19, mm. 1980. Oh man, 
like I said, pay them kids. They out there, pay them. Please pay these kids because y'all making millions off them. That hey, message. So Ray and Autumn are dancing, and Darnell don't like that, so he cuts in. And Ray don't like that, so he tried to talk trash, but he got served, and then a fight broke out. Darnell got guts. So, what you worried about, boy? You haven't lost yeah. a starting job just yet. Hey, you got a problem? Hey, hey, uh, Same do rag. Yeah, just one. I'll be watching it. Take it easy, Darnell. You are putting me in a very awkward situation here. Got a little encouragement along the way. Ooh, he watching. You about to get cut. None the study hard. I do take you seriously, but if you haven't noticed, I'm still with Ray. I cannot just go parading around town with you. You don't have to go parade. You can go someplace different, someplace that nobody will see us. Why am I even considering this? It's crazy. Hey, genius. You all caught up on your arithmetic? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my man had 12 carries, 37 yards. He's trash. 37 yards on 12 carries is, oh, man. Hold on. That's three yards a carry. It's trash. Uh, Yeah, it definitely is. That's why that bitch got moved to fullback. So (laughs) another thing I want to point out is the fact that everybody who was around them while this scene was being set up, is literally looking at them out the corner of their eye, talking to each other like, hey, when it starts, we're going to jump this way. Okay, we're going to move back this way. When he pushes them back, we're going to move. Because when he shoves Ray back into Alvin, the people who were standing behind him before that have fucking vanished. Yeah, so no, white people, no white people ain't trying to get involved in no No, black the black people were on the side that have vanished. The, the white people were on the side where uh, <laughs> Bud were, was. Also... If I was Ray, I wouldn't even give a fuck. Nigga. No, let me be honest. If I was Ray, I want to beat up Darnell too. He coming for everything you love. But you're going to medical school, Ray. You're wearing a Huxable sweater. You're going to be a doctor. Calm the fuck down. Ray is well off. Ray just, he is, he knows his, everything's being that challenged right now. His spot, his girl. So he's a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Ollie Berry was dry as shit in that fucking scene. She was like a fucking robot. She's it was like a w- it was like a movie. It was like a WWE backstage announcer. You know how they just talk like robots now sometimes? Just like yeah. <laughs> thoughts on the match. Please tell me what happened. Like she's just talking like a robot. I'm like, what's going on here? I mean, that's the whole movie. Pretty oh, much. No. What do you want me to do? I don't even know why I'm considering this. You're putting me in a tough spot. You're also rubbing my fucking ears and putting your hands on my face while my man is standing right there watching us, yeah. fam. This is some no emotion. I, I don't know about this cuckold stuff. This is really weird. God man. damn it. I mean, he was standing there watching. Look, I realized that nigga watched Sharon Stone get banged out and he couldn't do shit about it. But what we're not going to do is introduce the theory of cuckolding into the fucking program. They, they became fast friends at the end. They really did. <laughs> I talk about that, too. It's cool. So the next thing that happens is after um, Autumn gets mad at Ray because, you know, Ray is like, you better learn. He better learn. Y'all better learn. And she's like, I'm going to go ice skating. So her and Darnell go ice skating, and they both suck at it. They go someplace <laughs> where nobody can see them, which is just go where white people are. 
makes sense to me. Like nobody's gonna recognize a fucking starting or the the hotshot tailback. Um, Darnell mentions that Autumn's dad plays foot played football, and they're about to kiss. And Darnell says, "Make sure you mean it, all right." Oh, and before that, he said, "Oh yeah, you got your dad eyes." I'm glad you ain't got her his thighs though. I wish she did have thighs like a football player. This is just a weird conversation to have before I'm about to kiss you. I don't care about your daddy eyes. Right, but I do care about them thighs. Like, yo, what, what would them thigh meats look like? A be- uh, Lord. <laughs> Man, Halle Berry with Serena Williams' thigh meats. This, this is taking a turn to something else. <laughs> I'm not Halle Berry with Chun Li style thigh meats, nigga. Let's just really ponder. You know, I, I, never mind. That's just the whole topic for another day. <sighs> so Luann is taking the test, but the problem is it's Bobby's test, and the proctor is like, "What's your name is? What's your ID? What's she's your a, name is?" And she's like, she's "My name is was shook. She was like, "Huh? Oh shit, who me?" Oh. <sighs> Uh, and so since she's not supposed to be taking the test, obviously they both get expelled, but because Bobby is a part of the program, uh, his suspension isn't like as exact as hers. Like when Bobby comes in to talk with the coach, Luann's already going to a junior college. Oh, this is absolutely Sonny Coleone. Get out of here, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Bobby is still on the campus though. That's that's what I'm saying. Like Bobby is literally still on campus while um she's just gone. Like vanished. And that always hit me like, okay, how that work out? How does how how you first of all, bitch, you got my daughter kicked out of school and just because it's funny, I'm going to go ahead and play it. Could I have your ID, please. Also, that's Joey, that's Joey Lauren Adams, and I had a huge crush on her when I was younger. All I know is I don't know her. I just know it's Chase and Amy. Yeah, she's from Chase and Amy. Yeah, I never knew her name till today. Damn it, Luann! <laughs> I mean, how could you be so stupid? Stupid. He was behind. He needed help. I'm sorry. I just... sorry. I mean, sorry. Losing my authority with the players. It looks like I'm running a dirty program. And Bobby Collins, of all people. Fucking Bobby back up, Bobby. <laughs> That's an excellent point. I, I, have, I hate to tell him. He was already running a dirty program. <laughs> he, he doesn't have to worry about that. But at least nobody else was. His daughter wasn't risking it at all for anybody else. That's why he cares now. Oh, yeah. Only now. But yeah, he, he made an excellent point. You don't risk it for a backup bum. Yeah, but you don't. What are you doing? The, you don't say that to your daughter either. <laughs> and some things you just like. You gotta kind of say it a different way. What are you doing, young lady? Hey, Have hey. some judgment. If hey, you're going to risk it all, risk it all for the dude trying to win the highs. Relax. Y'all get into that Hogan thing. I know if I wish he was going to be with him. I wish he was a six foot eight. No, I was going to say, look, Bobby is obviously throwing the long ball somewhere. So, yeah, I mean he. He he got you know he making her feel good so she okay. if she's willing to risk her education for him he's doing something right yeah he out there like Dirk Diggler mm-hmm. ah, so but I thought that he loved me loved you oh. loved you this guy loves anything that wears a skirt this little red bastard that's the Godfather right yeah. there wants to get you back in it just destroys my credibility with the university i just can't i don't want you to i'll get in someplace 
will you know? Come in, Collins. They knew who it was. Come in. Coach. Listen, I, I just want you to know that I'm real sorry about this whole thing with the land. I was real glad to hear she's going to be going to junior college here. Shut up. <laughs> I could uh, pull some strings to help you out here, but I won't. You've embarrassed the school, you've embarrassed me, and you embarrassed my family. So as of now, you are no longer a member of this university or its football team. Now go clean out your locker. You get out of here before I'm I knock sorry. the piss out of you. You get out of here before I knock the piss out of you. Yes, sorry, Bobby, sack of shit. Bobby Collins, absolutely like an extra off growing pains. One of them shows that came <laughs> in the 80s. Shalala. <laughs> Family you, ties. You get the hell out of here, Ron. Not the piss out of you. Shalala. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He really did hit him with that, though. Like, I'm trying to be nice because I'm the coach, but dude, you ruined my daughter. You ruined this, my credibility, and you came here to say you're happy she's in the junior college, you little bitch. This scene right here is insane. That scene you had it on. Uh, mm hmm. That is an insane team. So the Heisman race starting to get to Joe. So he starts drinking more than he already has, I guess. I mean, every time we saw the dude prior to that, he was drinking. Um, also, he goes and asks his dad if he was going to watch a big game, and his dad's like, no. And so Joe's hurt by that. So he goes and hangs out with Camille, and then he argues with her when she tries to console him. Uh, and then he stands some train tracks. The train's coming towards him and scared the shit out of her. And he's also still nagging. Now, before I go into that scene, we talked earlier about the deleted scene where niggas were laying in the middle of the highway trying to, well, it was probably white people. It was probably football players. Let's just be honest. It was football players. No, it wasn't. It wasn't football players. It might have been. I don't fucking know. Anyways, laying in the middle of the street. I'm quite certain that there were at least like three or four motherfuckers who tried to replicate this scene of walking towards the fucking train as it's coming towards them on the track. I mean, shit, they did this shit in what? Uh, Footloose. So, yeah, this ain't nothing new. You know what's funny? Joe Kane looks like he was on Footloose. Oh, he probably was an extra. Oh, that was Kevin Bacon. My bad. What's going on, Joe? <laughs> you ask me out here like you want to talk about something, but you're not saying anything. Are you worried about tomorrow? What do I have to be worried about? I'm a Heisman candidate, remember? <sighs> Joe, why are you thinking like this? You're having a great year. You've got millions of dollars waiting for you in the pros. How do you know what's waiting for me? You don't even know me. That's true. I don't know you? How could you say that? Because if you did, you wouldn't be with me. You only know the guy's supposed to be making millions in the pros. That's what you think, that I'm with you for the money? I don't know why you're with me. Fuck <laughs> you. know, maybe you're right. Maybe I don't know you. Play the whole thing of him standing there in front of the train when there's absolutely no audio to it, so people are just hearing a ding sound over and over again. Absolutely not. Like I said, no, you don't. No, 
All right, cool. So she comes back to him because he's standing on the train tracks, and then she gets there right as it looks like he gets hit by the train, so she's freaking the fuck out. It turns out he just stepped off the tracks. Later, this would be done by McNulty on the wire. <laughs> Joe goes up against uh, Tim Whalen and does excellently, but he gets hit hard during one touchdown run, and I thought he had a concussion. He probably did, and they didn't really. You know, 90, what, 92, 93, they didn't, they didn't dive into it. Yeah. Also, Alvin found the white boy who ratted his brother out. Alvin ain't even got a fucking brother. <laughs> Looking for the run on third and short. Ready! You white boy ratted my brother out, sitting in jail. Blue, 30! Get that fucking Blue, money, you are. Left the blood to do the time. Yeah. You the little bastard. Kind of you, my brother, sitting in the cell, mate. I'm gonna make you pay. You hear me, Bob Buff? I'm gonna make you my cell, mate. That is completely true, though. If you got somebody standing in front of you yelling all that shit at you, you know he's about to blitz. Like he told every time he was up there that he was blitzing. Exactly. Like I would be like Alvin, you need to shut the fuck up. I think every time you talk, we know they like do a do a fake blitz. I think actually in that scene, Wayman was like he was calling out the play, and he realized it. At that moment, like when he was screaming right at him, like, oh shit. I mean, a nigga's talking about making you his cellmate, mayday. <laughs> but also, he's, he's, if I'm the coach, I'm literally furious every time he does this. Like, you're so fucking, you're brilliant at football strategy. Why are you telling folks you're coming to kill him? Because <laughs> they can't stop me, coach. Hey, and you know what? He told in the first play, he told the running back that he was coming to kill him. And it just so happened to be an actual running play. And this one, he's telling Wayman he's coming to kill, make him his cellmate. And it happened to be a pass play. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder oh. what happens when he says he's going to kill the running back and it's a pass play. <laughs> he's always been spot on. Hey, he was just out of what, right here. He just, he just got there a little bit too late. Yeah. He still got the hit. Yeah, he I got mean, hit, he got the ball he's, he's never talking to the offensive lineman in front of him. Oh, hell no. He ignoring them. They, they, they right? don't even matter. They don't even matter to him. Like, because he's not a lineman. He's a, he's a middle linebacker. So he's like, mm-hmm. by the time I get to y'all, Latimer will have ro- roided y'all yeah. out of my way. Because ain't no running back stopping him. <laughs> they trying to block. He's going to run over them. But Wayman gets the pass off and it's a touchdown. And they're like, he got that done under pressure. Um. And so the next thing that happens is that um, Ray thinks he's going in with the starting offense, but Coach Winters pulled him for Darnell. <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? Ray threw his helmet down so mad, so and he got checked hella quick. Coach was like, pick that up, pick that up. Pick that up. I'm sorry, Coach. I never knew my father. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. That shit was hilarious to me. Sorry. All right, let me see if I got that one. That was a great clutch throw under pressure. You just can't do it much better than that. You right, Doc? Yep. You ready to go? Yeah. Sure? Yeah, it's got a little headache. All right, come on, let's get it. Let's go! All right, come on, let's go. Let's get it back. Get it up. Come on, man. Now, come on, let's check it up. Right, come in. Jefferson in the series. Go. Fuck is. Pick that up. Pick it up. 
sorry, coach. I'm sorry, coach. I don't know what came over me. <laughs> so sorry. Please don't whoop me, sir. Swing low. Yeah, it, I think it would have been worse if he had a different type of coach. The fuck you throwing our helmet down for? You can get back in the game ever. Sit your fucking ass on the bench. What the fuck is wrong with you? The fuck is what? Hey, because I said he was going in. Is that is that why you just pulled that shit? Oh, you punk motherfucker. All right. So look, here's what's about to happen for you next. Nothing. Sit your ass down. That's what would have happened in real life. I don't know. I didn't play football. <laughs> so uh, the next thing that happens is that Joe goes in there and says this dumbass catchphrase again and throws a fucking interception. <laughs> uh, and so the game was over. He tried to put the kids to bed, but they had already ate, nigga. Oh, shit. Uh, Darnell comes out, the, out after the game and tries to talk to uh, Autumn. And she plays oh. for a fucking chump in front of her father. Who was you? <laughs> hey, Darnell. How are you doing? Good. This must be your father. Yeah, this is my dad, Lou Hi. Haley. Darnell Jefferson. Jefferson. Nice run you made on that screen pass. Another block you might have scored. Yeah, get him next year. How do you and Autumn know each other? You a friend of Ray's? No. Actually, I tutored Darnell. Oh, really? In what? Math and English. Ah. Well, stay on top of that, Darnell. His face face long. The way that I look at this now, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, shit, she did him dirty. The way I look at it now, her dad was telling her with his eyes, you better not be dating this roughneck nigga. You better still be with Ray. The way she, the way her dad looked at her, was, "Don't tell me that you with this nigga." Watch, we gonna, I'm gonna replay this scene. Watch the way her dad looks at her when he's like, "Are you a friend of Ray's?" Run you made on that screen. What are you tutoring him in? You pass another block. You might have scored. Yeah, get him next year. How do you and Autumn know each other? You a friend of Ray's? No, actually. I tutored Darnell. Oh, really? In what? Math and English. Ah. Well, stay on top of that, Darnell. I'd have been in real trouble if I hadn't gotten my degree. I played ball once. I used to put a copy of my report card inside the webbing of my helmet to remind me that college was more important than football. It's a good idea. If you excuse me, I gotta get going. Nice. Also, Ray will fit in perfectly with that family. Ray was hurt. I mean, uh, my man was hurt right there with all this. this oh, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll see what scene you're coming to next. I, I, after that scene, it's fuck everybody on that whole team. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah I, I got a real big problem with this scene. I don't, you know what? You yeah, I, could tell, I, I could tell you, you know, you were younger, so you might. I don't even know. Even then, I felt something weird about it. But mm-hmm. now I'm just like, oh, so y'all just like Brush it off. Oh, okay. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Fuck all y'all. I'm mad at everybody, but yep. so I'm a so what happens next, y'all, is at a party that evening. Latimer is with Leslie and he tries to sexually assault her. And he fucking tosses her around the room like a rag doll. She literally looks like a Lilliputian next to him. He's like six foot whatever, and she's like four foot nine. It's not even close. She's a, absolutely a fucking uh WWE buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Little> <laughs> He's throwing her around like She's nothing. Thankfully for her, 
Mac and Bud come in there and stop him and save her. And the way that they stop him is they're literally grabbing him, both of them with all their strength trying to hold him back, telling him that it's not right. He's still trying to get loose yeah. to attack her. He had his little John Walker fit. <laughs> so, upset. so then they go to the coaches who are talking about it. And one of the coaches tells um, Coach Winters, that the girl's father is a big booster. So she's so he isn't going to press charges because, you know, the program. Fuck him. They still suspend the nigga, though, for three days, and his reaction is <laughs> apropos of this whole fucking movie. <laughs> his, his, I, for, what, you know, what? For three games? I got to, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Somebody? Three games. Why so many? Yo. Yo. Not okay. Not okay. And is she okay? Is she all right? Why, why so many? Like, I don't know what came over me, Coach. Let me tell you about these steroids I'm on. I really, I'm sorry. I'll do whatever you need me to do. Three games? What? Why so many? Only a white person can say that to the time like that. And you know what? When that scene, when I saw that scene today, I immediately thought of that motherfucking blonde-haired white boy out there at Stanford who uh, sexually assaulted the girl and then didn't get any time for it. It's niggas like this. Why so many? What did I do wrong? Three games. Why so many? And then they don't say They never mention this shit again. No. You got the three games because you're on steroids. That's what happened. It gets to the point where even the homies, the boy, uh, maybe why you on that shit? Not why did you just try to rape somebody? You fucking up the season. They just t- totally ignore the girl mm-hmm. and ignore the rape. I'm mm-hmm. just like, fuck this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. You fucked up our whole season by using steroids. <laughs> not, not, not that I should fuck you up right now and get the fuck away from me. I'm disgusted with you. Nah, you still the big homie. Not your you're a fucking deviant and you should be in jail. And I will literally call the cops. <coughs> the the coach tells this nigga, Coach Winders tells him, you better start working on your limp. So Latimer goes to practice his limp. <laughs> and Joe and Darnell go to a bar and get into a fight because a townie's girlfriend was looking at Joe. So the townie gets mad and goes to Joe, and Joe throws a nigga through a trophy case. Then Joe hops into Bud's truck, drives drunk, gets pulled over for driving drunk, and has to enter rehab for four weeks. Thank God they um, whole team falling apart. Thank God they ain't get um, Jefferson ass beat because he was in the car with him, right? Or shot. Also, Adam comes to apologize to Darnell for playing him for a sucker, and I like this scene better when it happened in Drumline. (laughs) Do you want to know how that feels? Don't? Let me show you. Let me show you. Right? That's way better than what happened with these two. So fuck it. Joe burns the advertising on himself before he goes to uh, rehab. And now Joe's going to rehab. Latimer's on the bench for three games, and the team is four and one. And so uh, Alvin calls Latimer out on his shit, sort of, not really. Joe's out four fucking weeks? Yeah. Shit. Defense is going to have to pitch shutouts now. And you're going for three? What the hell did you take that shit for? Nobody seemed to mind when I was laying people out. 
That boy was hot. <laughs> hey, can you rewind that? He was heated. Yeah, hold on one second. I mean, he was literally, that's the best <laughs> acting he does in this entire thing is the indignant way he deals with this. Oh, shit. Hey, bud, is it true what I'm hearing? Joe's out four fucking weeks? Yeah, shit. Defense is going to have to pitch shutouts now. And you're going for three? What the hell did you take that shit for? Nobody seemed to mind when I was laying people out. Should I bust chops too? You don't see me all fucked up. <laughs> not everybody had your ability, Alvin. Your ability, Alvin. You do what you have to do to play. Well, not- you do what you have to do to play. <laughs> this is, a, this is a absolutely some 80 Sandy Night main event shit right here. <laughs> Fuck you, Alvin. Because when the thunders come. <laughs> And the and the sky opens up. <laughs> he buys. You do well, what you have to do to play. <laughs> <laughs> that was some like 1989 Hogan like coked out promo with the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. Hey, Wally, yeah. a million miles. Hey, Alvin, back is old. Things. It's Latimer who bringing that energy, that whole wrestling energy. And uh, I bring the magic of a million people with me. We do what we have to do to get in the ring every night. You do what you have to do, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody's got the talent I got. You know what you got to do. You know something, brother. You're not eight feet tall, so you know. <laughs> it's the wall, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to watch your tone. <laughs> also, Alvin looks... Regular size as fuck standing up against Latimer. Yeah, he do. He don't even look big no more. It's like, oh, shit. Oh, God. Oh, goodness gracious. You know what you got to do to get by? (laughs) That shit was on some straight. Fuck it. I'll do the fight for free. Oh, God. The nigga put his hands on his hips like his mama would do in Louisiana and said, Nobody seemed to mind when I was laying people out. <laughs> Bust chops too. And the nigga says it like Rocky would say it. Why seemed to mind He's going through a lot. He went from Rocky to Hogan to whoever else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. Hold on one more time. Dude, you don't see me all <laughs> fucked up. Not everybody has your ability, Alvin. You do what you have to do to play. You do what you have to do to play. Jeez. So, yes, I hit the ref with the ring bell. But you do what you have to do to win. <laughs> it's like you're running with the horseman. Nigga, he does like Mongo. <laughs> oh, man. Mongo ain't doing too well, though. But uh, hopefully. You know what? Fuck Mongo. That Ooh. nigga ruined. He ruined the horseman. Like, how the fuck did that non-wrestling motherfucker... I know he played for the Bears. I know it. I know. I don't give a fuck. How'd he get on the horseman? Uh, I got nothing. So Joe is now ghosting Camille while he's in rehab. <laughs> because nagging. Uh, also, because Joe is in rehab for four weeks, the boosters and the alumni want Bobby back. Uh, he gives them a chance to win over the next four games. I don't know who the fuck <laughs> thought that. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck thought that shit. Yeah, uh, that motherfucker. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, I guess yep. he's better than the third string. No, he ain't. So, uh, coach has a stand up for backup. Receive his degree in what? 
swimming pool management? Would you like to respond, Coach Winters? What's that, sir? Would you like to respond? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um, yes. Um, I, I don't know a whole lot about this stuff here, but I do know that the, uh, the punishment should fit the crime. That cheating's bad. And uh, I, I, I don't believe that... You know, it deserves a lifelong sentence. Now, here we have a student athlete who's taking college-level courses, wants to graduate. Uh, he's, he's made a mistake. Bobby here's made a mistake. And uh, he's been suspended for several weeks, so I, I think he's served his time and deserves a second chance. Like Alvin Mack? We gave him a second chance. Since he's had five incompletes, four withdrawals, and still reads at a fourth grade level. Shit. That man ain't in it to... <laughs> Let's talk about five incompletes real quick. Because that's important. That's special. That nigga's not here for that. Like, nope. Let me get that playbook, coach. That show like, the film cut. So we used to have film sets. So we used to have. So what happened used to happen was like they would have this thing called like involuntary practice, involuntary. And so at like you know practice didn't start to like three thirty four o'clock whatever. You had to take all your classes in the morning. But like at from like twelve to three, they would open up. They would open up the you know you go to the football complex and you could study film. Right. And so players would go and like check out film. And some people would be there like two, three hours in the middle of the day checking out film. I imagine Willie Mack would just show up at like, you know, instead of going to class from eight to 12, he just, I'm here, coach. <laughs> I'm here watching film at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. Let me go on my lunch break. All right, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to watch film. This thing is not going to class. <laughs> Don't you have class? What? <laughs> What, uh, what? He probably yeah, at this point he's probably like this is my job. Like yeah, he's this is a my senior. Job. Yeah, fuck this. He's a senior at this point in time, nigga. I am on the victory lap. He is literally like, you do what you have to do. It's, to fight. <laughs> it's much worse for basketball though, because because basketball is second semester, right? So once you hit that first, like let's say you are one and done player, right? Like you ain't coming back for your sophomore. Year. Kevin Durant. Once Ooh, you hit that first semester. To qualify for that second semester, you don't have to show up at class at all. You've already qualified to play. You don't have to do anything. So, like a lot of times, seniors, like see it, well, seeing basketball players that make it that far that aren't that smart, but like mostly with the one and dones, after that first semester, it's like, why am I going to class? I'll show up at I'll show up at lunch, I'll go to parties, and I'm playing basketball. I'm not going to class for what? I'm about to leave in four months. Who, who said that? Was it Iverson? I feel like it was Iverson that said, like, I'm getting out of here. I don't know. I could, I am quite confident it was Carmelo Anthony. Oh, yeah, he knew he was. <laughs> Carmelo won actually... that champion, and he, Carmelo won that championship and was like, fuck school. Iverson did two years? Yeah, he did two years. Yeah, yeah I he did two. Carmelo he was two a years, freshman. He somehow did two years at Georgetown. And Georgetown is a very hard school to get into. Mm -hmm. if yeah, but if athlete. you're taking soap making. <laughs> if you're not an athlete. But yeah, hope, it, apparently, John, but John Thompson was, like, really big on his players getting that degree. And yeah, like he was on that class. Ass. 
he was he was on the ass for like, yeah, you're gonna learn something while you're here. Yeah, he actually cared mm-hmm. about whether or not, you know, so that's dope. But Coach Winters ain't, so he's saying whatever he has to do. You would have taken away their futures. And in Alvin's case, that could cost them millions of dollars in the pros. But this is not a football vocational school. It's an institute of higher learning. Yeah. Higher learning. Last time, 80,000 people showed up to see a kid do a damn chemistry experiment. Why don't you stick the bow tie up your ass? Gentlemen, please. (laughs) Sorry. Let's get back to the business at hand. Bobby Collins. Because he's with the program, we'll let him back in. Pretty much. That's really it. And he's, and, and honestly, coach, it, it would have broke me to have to say something nice about that kid when he got my daughter kicked out of school. Honestly, I would have mm-hmm. fucked him up on the way out of the building. Please get off ladder of space, right? <laughs> no, this is not a catchphrase. You do what you have to do to play. Now that I know where to find it, Shit. <laughs> so when Bobby gets back to the team, the Good Wolves Lord. beat Boston College 14 to 10 because Bobby literally had to hand the ball off. <laughs> like he couldn't get the passing game going anywhere. Also, Latimer is seen clogging up a toilet by flushing fucking needles, pills, and bottles of steroids down it. With some very, very uh, weird music playing. Right? They're playing some happy ass like Scott music. <laughs> like, like he just beat crack. <laughs> God, the back, the music they're playing during this uh, this scene is, I think, I, it's not, I think I love you, but it is not commensurate to the uh, scene that's going hey, on. Hey, it don't fit. See, I can see what's on crack cocaine. Why the fuck is Ray reaching out to touch this dude's wounds anyway? I know you're in <laughs> medical school. Don't fucking touch me, Ray. Why are you even sitting next to me? Aren't you on offense and I'm on defense? Ain't you the pooba who robbed my mama? <laughs> <laughs> so they barely win against um, Boston College. Um, they won against... Uh, they lost the next game because Bobby threw turnovers. They didn't say it was him who did the turnovers, but there were turnovers. Oh, we know. <laughs> and then they won against UNC 14 to 13 because Darnell did his thing. So they lost, they won two games by a close margin and lost one game. Yeah. So they needed to go two and two, basically. Mm-hmm. So now there's three games back and there's three day games down and Latimer's back. And I guess he's coming straight into the game like they had zero practice. Because hey. that nigga showed up and Bobby was like, hey, you playing today? <laughs> Did you see the gear he had on? That man, like, he just came from Paris. Mm-hmm. That boy was styling. He was decked out, like, real talk. And they was like, hey, bonjour, motherfucker. <laughs> so he's stunting on these hoes. And so Kane is only in short-term rehab. I actually had to look this up to see how long you were supposed to be in rehab. And they have a short-term rehab, which is 30 days, and they have a long-term rehab, which is 60 to 90 days. Um, Kane was only in short-term rehab, even though he's obviously an alcoholic, well, a family of alcoholics, and he needs to break this alcoholic trend by being in there long-term, but but we need him against Georgia Tech. You see what I'm saying? So um, the next game is against uh, Iowa, and in Iowa, he Alvin Mack 
finds the motherfucker who got his baby sister pregnant because his family just has the worst fucking luck. However, the dude who got his baby sister pregnant doesn't look scared of him at all. And remember what I said no. earlier about the people, when they look scared of Alvin, he does great. But when they don't look scared of him at all, shit like this happens. Thick Ben, the remaining setback. Let's go, dog. Damn, I know you, motherfucker. You the one got my baby sister pregnant. Wait till you around, lady. Where you been, huh? Oh, come on. Don't punk out behind that mask now. Answer me, motherfucker, before I peel your cap. <laughs> Dixon pitches oh, to Thigpen, sweeping left. Mac chasing the play. Thigpen cuts back. <laughs> Mac, listen. Who's inside? <laughs> Crushed him. Number 64 left his assignment. He yes. was not pulling on that play. He had no reason to be over there. <laughs> they, he, oh, they were t- that was planned. Yes. Unless, that was orchestrated. Like, uh, we taking him out. Unless he really did get his baby sister pregnant. Maybe he did. <laughs> that leg in the air and it's done. Man, and the pick, when they show this nigga laying on the turf with his entire, the entire bottom part of his leg just turned around. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, like, like, it's, it's like Sid Vicious. Yeah, it was oh. like a crab leg. That shit was gruesome. I've seen some horrific shit. Sid Vicious, Ray McCallum. Um, I saw uh, what happened to that nigga in Bloodsport. He I had a UFC sport. joint last night when my man kicked the dude and he broke his leg. Mm-hmm. But this like, is the most graphic injury I've ever seen in a football movie or TV show, period. Um, at fourth and one on the goal line with one play left, <laughs> Latimer is the only defensive player left. You know, he's from the punt team, started uh, started from the bottom. Now we hear his ass on, back on the punt team. That's what it told us. He tries to stop the runner <laughs> at the goal line stand, and he got trucked. Boy, we. He got, tr- <laughs> and that's exactly what he left thinking. I need my steroids back. <laughs> that boy is weak. So he went home. Uh, Let's say if they win the next game, they still go to a bowl. So coach goes to see Alvin in the hospital. Wait, wait. So this sums up with uh what Brandon said the group chat. This movie's about them going to some random bowl. That's it. They weren't going to the orange bowl, the rose bowl. It's just I'm going to a bowl game. <laughs> just and any that's bowl. Somebody else hit me up, or somebody else uh said this in IMDB. They didn't hit me up. They were like, at any point with their record. Of being seven and three, if they lost, they'd be seven and four. They still would have gone to a minor bowl game. Yeah, they going to like the blockbuster bowl. Well, yeah, you got to win mm-hmm. seven games to make a bowl. Mm-hmm. At least back, they changed it recently, but there was a win minimum back then that you had to win to make a bowl. Maybe they were six or something. You, <laughs> hey, they could have went to the Meineke tire and brakes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at that point in 93, it was so many bowls, man. It was insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to the my left nut is bigger than my right nut, but nobody ever knows because I walk with a limp bowl. We call it the ball bowl. So anyway. Yeah. 
Alvin asked Coach Winters if he's ever going to play again because nobody else on the team has come to see Alvin since he got hit up. And coaches, yeah, the way Coach up. talks to him about this is just like, I'm trying to cover up for the fact your teammates are fucking assholes. Oh, you know about the players and their superstitions about hospitals. That, and I think it's a thing of he don't know what to say. Like, oh, yeah. is, is football, that emotional stuff, he's kind of like detached from that. Mm-hmm. He know, the only thing he know is, damn, he ain't going to play no more. He lost a lot of money. And so he makes things worse, in my opinion, because Alvin <laughs> asked Coach Winters if he's ever going to play again. And Winters says, the doctors aren't always right. <laughs> I mean, what do you want him to say? That's not inspirational, friendo. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Wait, which was the thing you would hear him say? Well, his leg opened up like a damn crab leg. You know, honestly, if I want him to say something inspirational at that point in time, no, <laughs> you get up, you walk, Alvin. You do what you have to do to play. Make yourself better. <laughs> Do what you have to do to play. I need that on a shirt. I just need it for personally myself. <laughs> you do what you have to do to play. <laughs> oh, God. It's such a horrible, horrible. I can't. So we got two things. Now I got the fuck you, dad. And I, do, I got the, you do what you have to do to play. <laughs> so Autumn broke up with Ray and told her dad about her and Darnell. She also told him, I told my dad. I wish that I could go bowling again. No, I wish I could still go bowling. That was it. That was that was what he said after. Uh, that's what she said to get Darnell to like her again. I talked to my dad. I told him that Ray and I broke up. I haven't seen Ray since, you know, the last time we were together. Ray was mad. I, Ray don't care. Ray's gonna date a white girl and become a fucking doctor. Once you pay attention, hey, he, oh, he probably was still cheating on her. So, you know, right? Care. I told him, I wish I could still go bowling. How's Ray? I don't know. I haven't seen him since the last night I saw you. Well, I just came by to see how your studying was coming. Ready for tomorrow? Hope so. I'm studying pretty hard. Talked to my dad last night. How's he doing? Fine. Tell him I said hello. Man, he hurt. Talked about you. What'd you say? Well, I told him that we'd gone out. And then I wished I could still go bowling. I'm sorry, that's horrible. I, I wish I could still go um, bowling. Me, look how he had his head down the way she said it. They both knew this line is bad. Mm-hmm. Let's just get it. And I, I wish I could still go bowling. That's what I taught him. You know, I don't. I, I don't really, really been feeling herself at this point oh, because see, way too early in her career to be phoning it in like this, right? Exactly. And I mean, when it comes to bowling, nobody else wants to take her. I understand. Sometimes you do what you have to do to play. Nobody else wanted to bowl with her. 
I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna <laughs> <leave>. <laughs> she can't be acting like this, man. Oh she, my god. In 2021, she could phone it in like that. Yeah, yeah, Dan. Very in much. In 1993, so. nah, you in one movie. <laughs> you can't phone in a thing. You gotta do what you gotta do. No. Yeah, she's not, she's still not Holly Berry yet. Exactly. I was gonna say she hasn't done movies yet that are palatable <laughs> to white people. Until she did Monsters Ball, she hadn't done a movie that white people had seen. Yeah, crossed over. So she can't be doing this. I told him I wish I could still play. <laughs> Hug me because there goes my career. It was fucking bad. I want to hear it again. How's Ray? I don't know. I haven't seen him since the last night I saw you. I just came by to see how your studying was coming. Ready for tomorrow? Hope so. Studying this man is sprung. Good. He is sad, sad. <laughs> he can't even look her in her eye. I'm, yeah, like, I've been studying pretty hard. I love you. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't know what you want, want me. If I forgive her, do I get to smash? I need to play this out in my head. Like a chessboard. <laughs> She's literally saying that she told her dad about me, but I need to hear those words. I told my dad, I wish I could still go bowling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm about to get me some Hallie cheeks. Good Lord. I'm about to shoot like Hallie's Comet. I'm coming, America, once every 57 years. You better be ready for me. You do what you have to do to play. <laughs> oh, my ups, man. Dream come true. <laughs> you know what? How, how far is his father away from the school? Because he's going there a lot. It's like the third time he went home, ain't it? Third yes. Yes. I swear the nigga's a townie too. So he goes <laughs> home, and after no, after four weeks of no contact, uh, Joe shows up at the tennis courts. Did I tell y'all already that Latimer goes right back to steroids? Like after he got trucked, he went right back to steroids. Yeah, they showed him shooting it up in his ass. In yeah, his ass. Mm-hmm. He did um, the uh, wrestler jump, Randy the Ram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right in his ass. You do what you have to do to play. <laughs> Clearly. So no, he no, not only that, he takes steroids and then immediately starts lifting dumbbells. <laughs> he sits down. He doesn't even put like alcohol or Iodine patch on his ass. He just pulls his pants back up, sits down, and starts curling. You do what you have to do to play. <laughs> Every time. It works 95, 35% of the time. It works 100% of the time. <laughs> oh, boy. This is insane. What's insane is the fact that I can literally stop right on that point. <laughs> There's not a lot of points on a YouTube video that you can stop on whenever you want. One of them is you do what you have to do to play. He had that stupid look before you want to see it. So you know, <laughs> you know exactly where to stop it. I do. It's the best. So yeah, the nigga starts lifting a light ass dumbbell. Cause if he goes back into the facility and starts lifting like clean jerking, coach, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, God. You are right too. He did. He did just like pull up his drawers and was like, "Well, it's just our time lifting." Well, it's gonna it's gonna kick in at some point. 
I'm gonna start I also to- don't know if that's how steroids works. Yeah, he's I'm not, not sure either. For a week, and he just weak. That's what I thought. Like three weeks get you back down to where you're getting trucked by niggas. Like you're yeah, not lifting much at all. Like does he is he shooting up every eight hours or every other day? Like I don't like, I don't well, know how it works. That's that's not how any of this works. Like you're supposed to do it on cycles. But e- yes, but yeah, I take my steroids every two weeks. <laughs> but this <laughs> motherfucker, not only that. You want to take the steroids and then do some fucking experiments. What do you say you do it again? <laughs> <laughs> so Don't be scared now, motherfucker. I mean, the nigga wasn't just shooting up, though. Remember, he poured pills and bottles and vials yeah, and did. needles into the trash. We just saw the needles because that was the most common thing that everybody knew in America. Needles. Mm-hmm. That nigga was taking horse tranquilizers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not until Barry Bonds started taking that clear. The cream and all that cream shit. Cream and the clear. Man, don't even tell me about Barry. They fucked my nigga over. Real talk. I get mad about that every time I think about it. Well, yeah. Barry Bonds was clean. One of the best baseball players we ever saw. One Unbelievable. Of the, one of my favorite Thaw. books of all time is... Um, Love Me, Hate Me, the making of an anti-hero. And it's the story of Barry Bonds written by Jeff Perlman. And he's talking about how he's, before Barry Bonds cheated, he was already the only person in the fucking 2020 club. The only person, obviously, in the 2525 club, which is 25 home runs, 25 steals in the game. He had already won MVP like three times. And niggas just, white folks just did not like him because he was a black dude doing all this shit. No, that's, no, that's a little no, bit too. No, it's not. No, that's he's a little bit the, too. No, it's not. Barry Look, Bonds was an asshole. He, he was an asshole. It's completely, you're <laughs> absolutely right. The nigga was, dude, he was, he was the motherfucker who would talk to you one day and then ignore you the next. But you know who didn't, he'd ignore his fans. He was a dick to everybody in the world. That's all true. Yes. But with all that said, he didn't get any love for no, he any got of the love. shit that he did. He just didn't. No, what happened was he saw Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire get all that love in 1998 for doing for one home, thing when he had done shit for. No, that's what I'm saying. He got no love for doing greatness for like years. And then he sees Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa doing one thing in one year. Well, you know, like, it's just like slam ducks back in the day. Like home runs were the, were the thing. And yeah, they were going for a record. I yeah. mean, he was in the fight. I mean, and they he were, was the third person, you know, for a while. He was hanging in there with them. And they, mm-hmm. they were going for a record that was along for a long, long, long time. And baseball was really big back then. Yep. And then Barry Bonds said, oh, oh, y'all think they good? Just Watch wait. what I do if I take what they take. But look, dude. And then you had 2002, which I used to be a huge baseball fan, so I remember all this. Then you had 2002, which was like the most incredible sports season I've ever seen in my entire life. This nigga Barry Bonds was so fucking incredible. They walked this man with the bases loaded. Yep. They gave him an intentional walk. They said, yep. I will give up a run instead of letting you hit. Yes, he was so incredible. Like it was absurd that season. I had never seen anything like it in and, any sport. And that season he had the the greatest hitting percentage. He had the highest number of walks. He was still hitting like 343. Something like that. Like the nigga, they talked about how when he's sitting on in the dugout next to another player, there's a pitcher up or there's a pitcher pitching. 
and he's telling the dude sitting next to him what pitches the pitcher's going to do next. Before the dude even steps up to the base or steps up to the plate, he's like, watch. First, he's going to throw a little doo-doo sinker. Then he's going to throw a fastball to try and get it past him. Then he's going to throw a curveball. Doo-doo sinker, fastball, curveball. Then a couple games later, Barry Bonds is talking to the same dude. I think it was Glenn Allen Hill. And he's like, all right, look, this pitcher, I know him. I'm going to go up there. He's going to throw me this little fastball that's horrible. I'm going to sit on it. He's going to try and throw it outside. I'm going to sit on it. Next thing he's going to throw is going to be a curveball. I'm going to let it go past me for a strike. That third pitch he throws me, I'm taking it deep. And that's literally what happened. Barry Bonds is fucking incredible. And if I was incredible for that long, nobody fucking liked me. And I'm so fucking involved in myself that I don't see why people don't like me. Because let's be honest, he grew up with a dickhole dad who he was around all the time, who's told him, who taught him how to deal with the press. And yeah. told him, you got to ignore them. You got to treat them like shit. His dad told him that. That's not really his fault. That's his dad. And then he had Willie Mays who was treating people like shit. So that's the two biggest names in his yeah, life. But, but the thing is, everybody loved Willie Mays. Yeah, because they even didn't have to when, talk to him. Even when Willie played, like back in that time where everybody was racist, they loved Willie Mays. He was but he when was he retired, exceptional boy. When he retired, though, he became a dick. It's yeah. just that thing in the baseball world is so different because it's almost similar to how they treat T.O. Well, oh, he wasn't a nice guy. Oh, he was a team team abrogator. You know, he'll blow up the team in front of you. Uh, uh, people didn't like him. Well, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's all that matters. Just play, what did he do on the field? And I think that's the same way it should mean for Bonds and all of those guys, even though that that era is tainted. But it, the MLB knew. It's not. It wasn't oh, a yeah. secret. They encouraged so, that shit. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, but it's not. But there should be, like, also Bonds isn't the only one treated like that because, like, you know, Roger Clemens, he still ain't in the Hall of Fame. And oh, that yeah. That nigga yeah. was incredible <laughs> before he took steroids. Yeah, before mm-hmm. he even touched steroids. He was incredible. I got his so, book, too. Honestly, Brandon, what I would say is, and you too, Jeff, uh, Jeff Perlman, uh, check out his books. Like, they're all fucking incredible. I have all of them. The last one he did was called Three Ring Circus, and it's about the uh, Shaq, Phil Jackson, Kobe era of the Lakers. And Jeff Perlman... Oh, he fucked Kobe up. Yeah, MLB on some fuck shit. Cause you know, Mark right McGuire Kobe died. Mark <laughs> McGuire and Sammy Sosa, both of them niggas not in the Hall of Fame. They just said we're not putting none of y'all in, even though we even though we, we made all that this. money off We're of here because 19, of y'all. yeah, from ninety seven to like two thousand four. It was like the best time in years in baseball. Mm-hmm. And now we're just gonna say fuck all of y'all. <laughs> all That's of y'all. the only time I watched, honestly. A Rod, A Rod was incredible. He's not yep. in the Hall of Fame. Only person who's in there is the kid, um, yeah, King Griffey Jr. Well, yeah, but he ain't take no Royce. Nope. So but if you ask Barry Bonds why he did it right now, he'd be like, "You do what you have to do to play." <laughs> yes. That's so, exactly. Also, Barry. Side note: more related to this, Barry Bonds is also like really good at football. Like really good at football. I heard he went up for a pass and got hit once and never got back up and didn't come back. That's what they said in the book. <laughs> I think it was football or basketball. It was one of them. He it was basketball. Arizona, he at Arizona State, but he, he was, was really horrible good. at um he he couldn't he was a lefty. Uh he could get up, 
He had great hops. He had speed. But he couldn't shoot worth a damn, so he always drove to the basket. But he could get up. Yeah, they talk about all that in the book. So he's Ricky Davis. Yep. Except he didn't throw the ball off his own backboard to try and get a rebound and get a triple double. That's why he's the GOAT. That's why Ricky Davis is the GOAT. You should teach that as a coach, by the way, to your players. That's what you should do. Every time you say something, man, that's why Ricky Davis is the GOAT. You do what you have to do to play. Ricky Davis. Ricky Davis got his contract uh, off that triple-double and dipped. So, anyway, uh, Joe goes to the tennis court to talk to Camille, and he was embarrassed, and he's rusty as fuck. Um, so, Ray is going to start at fullback, and Darnell's is starting tailback, and Ray is pissed. The coach tells him both at the same time. Joe goes back home to his dad and asks him why he never came to any of his games. Um, and he tells his dad that he has a ticket for him for the last game of the season. His dad's like, you – you're not scared to introduce a drunk dad to your to your friends? And Joe will be like, I'm willing to do it if you'd be willing to fucking show up. You ain't never shown up. Dad, I'm a 45-year-old man. Of course I'm not going to be embarrassed. <laughs> hey, now that I think about it, you know who Joe K reminds me most of? The niggas, when Channing Tatum, when Channing Tatum and uh, the other dude, Jonah Hill, were in 22 Jump Street. <laughs> And they're like, y'all aren't college students. You're like a fucking 49-year-old man, dude. Like, you shouldn't even be here playing football. He was like, I'm not 49. I'm not 49. It was great. <laughs> so Latimer has his steroid dealer, Bill, pumping piss back into his urethra to pass a drug test. What do you say this dude does again? It, 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 you know, it's going to pass it back past your urethra, and then you're going to be able to pee, and you're going to be just fine, brother. You're going to be just fine. And... He's like, it looks painful. Well, you know, you do what you have to do to play. Um, I just want to point out the fact that if you have to endure a catheter being pushed into your urethra and then getting someone else's piss squeezed in there, I think you should just stop doping. Oh, yeah, I'm out. And also, <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Also, I almost... I almost looked this up on Google. Uh, can you pump urine into your urethra to pass a drug test? But then I remembered that I was typing all this shit out on my work computer. <laughs> that was probably a bad fucking idea. <laughs> oh, shit. Bobby started against Georgia Tech. Darnell got a sweep right, and Ray, his lead blocker, fell down on purpose, and Darnell got hit and fumbled. Uh. Georgia Tech got a field goal. They were up 3-0. And Bobby got the ball back and threw into the flat when everybody was saying, don't throw to the flat. The nigga immediately threw to the flat for a pick six. <laughs> Latimer comes right back out at halftime and is yelling at everybody to get fired up. Um, also, Darnell and Ray start fighting at halftime because Ray splashed water in Darnell's face and Darnell had called him on missing the block. Um, Coach Winter saw Ray miss that block. He told him, don't ever do that fucking shit again. Joe is starting the second half, and Bobby is told to go get a mop and clean up the spill that Coach made when he flipped the Gatorade table over. Joe's dad's seat is empty, uh, so Joe comes out and fumbles on the first play. He underthrows Darnell on the second, and he gets sacked on the third. Uh, then Winters comes out and gives him a pep talk like, you know, all coaches give, um, and that really turns everything around. Like, this is literally another thing that you will see coaches do with their kids when they take them under their wing. It's just two 45-year-old men talking to one another during a game. Come on, Joe. Not let it go, man. 
Where, where's that wild man that used to take charge of this team here? Huh? Hell, I know you ain't lost that. You are the only one these guys are gonna follow. It's time to sit at the head of the table. Let's forget rehab. Forget your dad. There's ten guys out there waiting for you. It's your family now. Look at me, boy. We need you. We need yeah, you. Boy. Look at that white boy. fatherhood talk. What a me, what a good father. Look at me, boy. Forget about your daddy. You got 12 people out there which you need to sit at the table and be a man and grow up and walk your own walk and live your own truth. Right. And when the fires rain down. <laughs> Yapapai Indian strap match. <laughs> But that's all Joe needs. He comes back out and Bud says some stupid ass shit about Joe being a long ranger and shit. Like, oh, yippee ki The man, the masked man is back. Hi-ho, Silver. Like, shut the fuck up. Please, God. So that shit works. He comes out and get along little doggy again. Joe comes out and gets the ball to Darnell, throws it to him. And then he passes it to Ray. Um, and then he gets a run to the five. And um, folks are cheering like they're doing big things. I'm thinking this is right after halftime. And then we find out this is the fourth fucking quarter, and there's three minutes and 45 seconds left on this clock. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so Joe was sucking like this for the first, for the third quarter and most of the fourth quarter, and you're just having this talk with them? All right. I guess. So Ray goes back in to block on the sweep right once again, and he falls down again. But this time it was on accident. And he scrambles back to his feet and fucking clears two defenders out with a pancake block um, to clear Darnell to score. Uh, He comes back to thank Ray, Darnell does, and Ray praises him. And this is just like fucking Major League. Hell of a run, Rook. Hell of a fucking run. Let's take it to him, baby. We're taking it to him. Oh, look look at him. He looking mad in a shotgun shack because Alvin can't play. Um, So Latimer's a leader on defense now. And from the punt team to the captain spot, I guess, uh, he gets a hit on fourth down and brings the snot bubbles out of the running back. But he didn't put his helmet in his chest like coach said. Although this was still enough for Coach to think maybe that nigga's on steroids again. So he looks in his eyes and sees his dilated pupils and knows his Latimer's back on the roids. Huh? I don't know how. Like, it was such a mundane fucking hit. Uh, the punt goes to Jefferson afterwards, uh, who talks more in-game and returns to the 20-yard line of Georgia Tech. Kane then hits uh, Griffin, who runs out of bounds the seven. Joe says his dumbass catchphrase again, except you know he's going to do well this time because he says fucking dinner this time. Let's put the women and children to bed and go looking for fucking dinner. Does, do, do this team not have any wide receivers? Are they running the wishbone? They were, they, they, thought, they absolutely throw into the running backs a lot. They had Flea. That's yeah, the dude's name. Yeah. Chuck down, Charlie. They got Alex Smith at quarterback. That, that's his name. And so they um, 
he escapes three to fit. Oh yeah. He goes to the line. His dad isn't there still. Um, and he does a motion that QBs do to quiet the crowd. The stadium goes fucking silent. Like there's no fans from Georgia tech there at all. Like everybody just goes silent. Get the fuck out of my face. Um, Joe hikes the ball, escapes three defenders and fumbles. He recovers it and throws it to Darnell, who's still talking shit. The nigga's literally in the end zone talking about game time, baby. Downtown, bitch. And catches the ball with a jumping, leaping catch. Kane fumbles the ball, scrambling after it. Also, still music from Major League. Picks it up. See ya. Closing time, baby. Looking at what the fuck. That's when you knew that Darnell was getting that pass. See ya. Closing time, baby. Touchdown. Yo, yes, you wins. That was so bad. <laughs> Dubbed in. It was like kind time back in the day when they used to cut the promos. <laughs> and they'd be talking and all the words. Chappy your pee pee. Remember them in Val Venus when the nigga got shrinkage at the last moment so they couldn't chop his dick off? Yes. <laughs> That was insane. Sorry. Peacock's got a lot of stuff to edit. <laughs> Darnell, after the game, after he after they win, Darnell is finally introduced to Autumn's dad as her girl, as her boyfriend. She he also got a better grade than her dad did on his uh placement test because for all the talking that he did, he couldn't get better than the 87. Alvin's a grown ass man with a fourth grade reading level. Kane thanks Coach for everything he did for him. Latimer's on the bench crying because he knows he fucked up. Camille is approached by Joe, who wants to go drink a six-pack with her, but it turns out to be a a six-pack at Sprite, LOL. (laughs) And at the end of the movie, Coach Winters is doing the same thing he was doing at the beginning of the movie, which is going to check out players. He's going to check out a big linebacker from Park High to take the place of uh, Alvin and a lineman to replace Latimer. And that's the way the movie ends. Who's the MVP of the movie, Jeff? Who's the MVP of the movie, Jeff? We've been saying Joe so much. Yeah. An MVP of this movie? Mm-hmm. Oh God! I guess by default, Joe. By default, though, like I don't think anybody really did an impressive job in this movie of acting. Yeah, I, I was. I wanted to say nobody. I, mm-hmm. It could be the most. Uh, the most entertaining person was Willie Mack, Alvin. Mack. Yeah, he. Alvin yeah, Mack. yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? I changed that. I'm going with Mack. Even though he was pretty much out the third act, yeah, the first and second act, yeah, he was pretty pretty to stand out. I mean, when it's he all said, seemed, said go, he seemed like he, he he seemed like he was mostly invested in the movie mm-hmm. and was having fun. Everybody else was like, and Latimer, but everybody else was like, they were just walking. <laughs> I mean, when it's all home. said and done, he um, even now is the person that people remember most from the movie. I mm-hmm. would think Omar Epps wasn't bad for a twenty year old. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I don't think he was meant to stand out. No. But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll say Alvin. I never saw him again. I didn't see any of these folks again, though. Halle Berry ended up being a pretty she's a pretty so, she's I a mean, good actress. yeah, Halle. She's a good actress, but she absolutely was getting like off of this performance. This was her next movie was all about how fine she was. There's no way anybody would watch this movie and be like, I got to get this woman in my yeah. next movie. <laughs> I mean, maybe uh episode of Different World or something like that, but nothing <laughs> like yeah, she's not going out, you know, and getting these big roles that she was getting like now. Mm-mm. 
She's a she. I mean, she's a really good actress now. But like oh, at this awesome. point, that was that was bad. Like that mm-hmm. was really bad. I don't even blame her. I just and blame she the was, direction. But she was so much better in Boomerang. Right. This. I blame the director. After this, she did the Flintstones, Solomon and Sheba, Losing Isaiah, which was good. Executive Decision, which I've never heard of. Racist Son, which I never wanted to see. The Rich Man's Wife, no. Baps, we'll <laughs> get to that somewhere down the line. Love uh, Baps. The Wedding, Frazier, Bullworth. Hold on, she was in She was in the music video? She was mm-hmm. a ghetto superstar? Mm-hmm. Because they fucking had to show short. That was back when, you you, should, if you did oh, something yeah, for a soundtrack, yeah. they would show clips from the movie. You should definitely yeah. um, uh, pencil in Executive Decision to watch. Maybe not review, but you should watch it. Okay. Is it an action movie? Yes. Okay, cool. I deserve an action movie from Halle Berry because Catwoman was not it. Why the fools fall And she stumbled fall. all the way up until she got the role of Dorothy Dandridge and, and she played Storm in X-Men. In my I opinion. Mean, she wasn't good at Storm. <laughs> she wasn't, but that was that was what got her back in people's eyes. And after that, oh, she did yeah. Swordfish and Monster Ball. And Monster yeah, there's Ball. two. Yeah, then, you know, and died in James Bond. That's when she became big. Ooh, Jinx Johnson. Holy shit. Have y'all did Swordfish yet? No, we have not. Okay. I haven't seen that in a long time. I have not either. <laughs> I have when it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still there. And as an adult, I really appreciate it more now. Because <laughs> it's insane. Mm-hmm. We were I, wonder, all in I haven't seen Monsters pretense. Ball in a long time either. I Make just remember, me feel good. I just Make remember both of them good. acting their ass off in that movie. They had to because Puffy was in the movie too. Billy Bob and Holly were acting in that yeah. movie. And Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You fucked up that movie. last walk. <laughs> 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 I, I always I had bought that uh, movie. And the only thing I bought it for was the outtakes because he was doing a sling blade, sling blade character, uh, like in different scenes and outtakes, making the uh, cast laugh and stuff because he was talking in that voice. You didn't fucked up that boy's last walk. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the reason I got it. <coughs> that movie is just sad. Now it's that movie Jeff and I were talking about on, on our show, I think. What's that movie, Jeff, on Netflix is about to come out for Holly Berry? Oh, the one she's supposed to be an MMA um, fighter? Yeah, she's supposed to be an MMA fighter. Yeah, I can't think of the name, but uh, I'm Bruised? It's called Bruised? Something like that. That would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, after what she Netflix. did in, in John Wick, it is believable that she could do something like that. Yeah, she's doing the Charlize Theron thing. I'll yeah. get, get a little bit older, and I'm going to do all the cool action shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, she actually could come, come back for John Wick, because it's not like she got killed off. Exactly. Her and them dogs. Yeah, it was dope. Mm-hmm. So, Jeff, um, tell them again where they can find you at, man. Oh, uh, yeah, you can find me at Jeff versus the world uh, on Twitter and Facebook, uh, the real Jeff versus the world on Instagram. Or you could just go to Jeff versus the world podcast dot uh, uh, com. You can just find all the shows there. You can go to the T public store and shop uh, Tuesday. We absolutely are doing Mortal Kombat 2020 uh, 2021. Um, we have Mortal Kombat create a player mode, yeah. Um, it's gonna be interesting because I know how me and Shahid feel about the movie, and I just think a lot of people are just misremembering, yes. Uh, the older movies, especially Annihilation. Mm -hmm. And I also (laughs) believe if you're if you are 25 and under, I understand why you're saying what you're saying, 
it's also people who haven't played the newer video games too. That too. And please stop saying this needs to be Johnny Cage. Just relax on that, everybody. Because the newer video games go into a whole story mode. Because I saw some review and some dude was like, how are you going to have a Mortal Kombat movie and there's no tournament? And I'm like, you must not have played any, like, you anything. must not have played anything since the first, Half the first two, one. the first two games. The first two games are the only ones that really had a tournament. Because after that third one, Shao Kahn was basically like, fuck you, I'm coming to Earth Realm anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And also, none of the shit after that had tournaments, really. Also, the fact that Striker was there just needs to be omitted from life. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing it because, you know, y'all are dope. Y'all are like my favorite podcast, so let's go. Uh, Brandon, you got anything going on soon? No, we've been off for two weeks uh, because I was oh. sick. Uh, oh, sir, hmm. I need my fix. Right? <laughs> Like y'all are shows or the shows is like I'm listening to like as soon as they drop. But we're doing um we'll be doing the last three episodes of of Captain America and Winter Soldier. Hey. Thank um, you so much for calling Captain week. America and Winter Soldier. That means a lot to so, me. So that'll be out soon. Um so yeah, we'll we'll be back this week. I just I was just sick last week. I had you no okay voice. I, I tried to do we tried I did part of us. So I couldn't do it anymore mm-hmm. in the last episode because my voice was just going out of it. Um, but yeah, so we'll be back next week on Why So Serious uh, podcast. And Rashani and I are on Return to Oswald, which is so much fun. We are almost done season three. Almost three. We're on yeah, six, episode six or seven. I forget which one it is. And there's only eight episodes per uh, season. That is a show I was with y'all until like Episode seven or six, season one, and then I just like I'll catch up, I'll catch up, and now I'm like, fuck, I'm just got to listen to these in my leisure because I will go back and watch the episode before I will listen to mm-hmm. y'all show so I can remember stuff. That show's like, insane, man. And my wife been watching The Sopranos, ooh, and I'm ooh. avoiding it because I'm hope we might do that after we're, we're done. Do that one. Yeah, and so I I've been avoiding it, but I just hear the theme song every day because she just watches it for hours. Woke um, up this morning. I've never seen the Sopranos, by the if way. If y'all do Sopranos, yourself, yourself, yourself. Oh, we're doing I, it. It's a wrap. I, I, I wouldn't mind sitting in on a couple of episodes. Not all of them or anything like that, but sounds good. It's, sounds, um, I've never seen it. I've never, seen, I've never seen the whole thing. I think I remember maybe I know Big Pussy dies. I don't know. I remember I the last remember. episode, but between that, because the Sopranos were another time when I like to call it Oz came out during my college period when I was poor. The Sopranos came out during my I gotta be a grown-up period when I was yeah. poor and I couldn't afford HBO. The Wire came out during my my wife and I have just gotten our first house together and I'm poor. So for a lot of these shows, I'm just now seeing them I now. It's such wire. a great experience. Oh, The Wire is the best, but we're not going to do a show about The Wire. I love like, The Wire. Everybody and I also stopped trolling Rashadi on Curb Enthusiasm. Yes, thank so you. I let him go. Let him go. I tried, Jeff. Even I though, tried. I swear to even God, though I tried. season 11 is almost done filming. For all the I see my man came back from one episode. That was cool. Yeah, Richard Lewis. I was happy to see that. So for all the all the actual smart people who enjoy great television, season 11 <laughs> is God almost damn. done. Being re- almost done shooting should be God, out. God, God damn. Next year, probably. Brandon, um, why are you acting like that with me? 
because <laughs> you couldn't even give our man JB Smooth the time of day. Couldn't even jump to season six. Goddamn, Brandon. And I, I mean, let you I live. think I think that's what you should initially had. Done. And you let me live. <laughs> yeah, I let you live. I love you for that one. You absolutely should have just jumped into season six. It was and you went back to the other ones. I think All you would have right. been more invested. All right. So if season six is 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 where it's at, and watching season six is gonna shut you the fuck up, Brandon. So season six has Jamie Smooth, it's got Vivica Fox, and it's got the aunt from Jamie Foxx show. Like the I energy is completely like they bring a whole different energy to it. All right, fine. You do what you have to do to play, but you're not playing. <laughs> Next week, we talk about how y'all niggas don't get no chance and y'all niggas can't see the tweeter dance. What is that? Varsity Blues, motherfuckers. I don't think I've seen that one either. We take it to Texas. <laughs> you ain't seen Varsity Blues? I think I might have seen that. I don't know. You absolutely have Bud Kilmer. And Bacon. Bacon. Hey, let's put it like Twitter. this. This is this is where the uh, is this cream. football month or sports month? It's sports month. After okay. this, there's no more football during this month. You want to know how this works out? Okay, fine, I'll tell you. You didn't do. We're not doing love and basketball. Already. Please tell Fuck me. We're not no, doing that. hell no. We're doing the program, and then we're doing varsity blues, and then we're doing white men can't jump. Oh, I oh, that. We are going back to football again. I'm sorry. We're doing little giants. Hey, hey, okay. the annexation of Puerto Rico on your ass, niggas. It's been a while since I watched a lot of Giants. <laughs> Me too. And then we're doing Major League so everybody can hear the music. I love Major League. Me too. But, you know, dark skinned black guy, Wesley Snipes, and dark skinned black guy with the fucking voodoo. God, it's a great movie. It's one of my favorites. But thank y'all so much for checking us out. Uh, you can uh, email us at hindsightmoodreviews at gmail.com. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at hindsightreviews. Jeff is on Twitter at Jeff versus the world. Um, Brandon's on Twitter at that cool blick nerd. That's B L K. And I'm there at, at Rashani. Um, you can also leave a review for us five stars at Podchaser. Just go ahead and go to Podchaser and you can uh, type in the name of the show, Hindsight Movie Reviews, uh, where you can follow us so then you can get every show as they come out. You can also, while you're there, review the entire show overall, or you can review certain episodes, whichever one hit fits your fancy. We just, you know, want to hear from you. We don't mind anything under five stars. Like, we don't mind it at all. As long as you have a reason why the show doesn't hit you the way that we need it to hit you. So we can make changes if necessary. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Thank y'all so much. Yep. Next week, we really get to see white folks wilding out in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what that whole fucking movie is about. Yeah, pretty much. White kids wilding out in Texas and playing football. That's it. And I'm saying that in addition to Mox's little brother who starts a goddamn cult. Thank you and so much for checking and, and is a Muslim for a moment. Right? With the with the Malcolm. I can't wait. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Uh y'all be good. Peace. Peace. Music for Hindsight is Coffee 
by Cambo Smith, and it's from the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast.